On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, your hosts will guide you through the new Mando Mondays collectibles program, in addition to a newly revealed Hot Toys ESB figure, and a trailer for Tales from Galaxy's Edge. They'll then dive into the latest Mandalorian Season 2 rumors and speculations. Yes, they're talking about Boba stuff. They'll then discuss some actual Mando news involving confirmed seasons. Matt will recap the latest Vader and Star Wars 2020 comic book runs before the duo shifts into this week's fan segment, which includes a question about Star Wars parentage, a BattleBot update, and of course, the top five plus one Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Cue the music. everybody welcome back to a brand new episode of the star wars time show yes we are live we are streaming even though no one is here to watch us be live and stream what's going on i don't know the, the people aren't replying to our question of the week have we finally offended the audience to the point where they're like you know what fuck these guys who knows it doesn't matter nick and i are still here it's tuesday we're strapped up we're ready to rock and roll and if yep. you heard from the announcer, there is uh, plenty of Mando talk to keep going this week. I mean, last week we had a fantastic powwow with the Mandalorian because we got the first trailer, uh, the, the release date was confirmed, so on and so forth. There is our guy, Bossajan, is here, just saying what the fuck. So hopefully that means he can hear us. <laughs> I assume that that's uh, yeah, I can hear you guys. We uh, or I got lazy today. I'm here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We got Bossajan up in this motherfucker. All the Australians, they get up bright and early on Wednesday. In fact, to watch the Star Wars Time Show live Crazy on a Tuesday. That's why we. Up. That's why we love those prisoners in the land down under. Yeah. In the fake country of Australia. Right. We still have not proven it is an actual real country or continent at this point, but we do have fans in this mystery zone of the globe. Uh, Apollo's up in here. Plastic picks. All right. So uh, as you heard, if you tuned in at the beginning here, or I don't even know if you really ever hear the full show schedule because we don't know how the streaming works in in terms of timing it up, going live, starting the stream so on and so forth, but a lot, lots of Mando stuff to talk about today. Some of it poo-flinging oriented, some of it very speculative, others, uh, I would say, take it to the bank style, yep. right, Nick? So, um, got some good stuff to talk about, and then, of course, we'll get into our fan segment, which, uh, quite frankly, what's going on, my friends? What is going on? We are getting less and less interaction with our buddies and our homegirls on Instagram. All right, Nick's putting out the questions. He told me this week we only got five fucking responses. How lazy are you all? Seriously. Very, very lazy from, from what it seems. Right, I mean, I, I don't know like what types of votes we're getting on the battle bots, but I'm assuming that's gone down as well. So, I mean, sh- shame on all of you. Uh, but it doesn't surprise me. Uh, there's a reason we are a middle of the road to low end Star Wars podcasts. 
And that's because we reach people that don't really give a shit about uh, exclaiming to the world, proclaiming to the world, if you will, how dumb of a show this is and why everyone needs to watch it. All right? So get to it. More ratings and reviews, too. You guys are, are terrible on that. And if you long haulers have done it, good for you. Start making fake accounts. Get different IP addresses to kind of spoof the system and leave some more because we cannot get just the casual listeners to give us one fucking rating or review what on this stupid ass show. It's telling you to do is to vote twice. Vote once yes. by mail. And then once in exactly, person. exactly. <laughs> Thank you. We, we've got there's no voter suppression efforts going on here. In fact, we will do anything we can to steal the limelight in Star Wars fan podcast land. Yes. All right, Nick. So uh, we we've just been kind of shooting the shit to start the show these days. A lot of times, it, it is not even uh, remotely related to Star Wars topics, and I, I kind of want to do that again because. Really, over the, the past week since we last talked, there have been two huge, huge, bigly launches or pre-order periods for consumers around the globe. Yes, indeed. Uh, you and I got mixed up in it. I think this is, this is the one time in what every five to ten years you actually have to deal with a pre-order craze rush where us uh, toy collectors and other collectible collectors, it's something we deal with randomly throughout the year. You know, hey, this toy's going live at this time. Go, go, go. And you're sitting there and fucking sites are crashing. <laughs> Carts are fucking vomiting the, the content back out. And you're sitting there stressing out, getting ready to have a stroke because you're not going to get the new and shiny. Yes. Uh, well, you and I, we, we both decided to dive headfirst into the <laughs> PS5 pre-order period we'll start there because you opted out of the xbox series x madness today i did yes uh, so let's just talk about the ps5 thing first and foremost sony turned it into a kind of a chinese fire drill right yeah like, it hey, was free for all <laughs> hey um we we just had an event we finally revealed the price and pre-orders are going to start Sometime today. Yeah, soon-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, no, no, no exact time. It was just September 17th. Get ready. Shit's gonna be on sale. Where? Yep. Who knows? When? Who knows? Uh it, it really was supposed to be on the 17th, but as we found out, Nick, what, what started to happen about seven, eight o'clock Eastern time on the 16th is <laughs> stores like Target. Oh yeah, here, go ahead. We're selling it now a day early. Yeah. Best buy. Hey, we'll put it up, but good luck checking out. Yeah. Uh, Walmart sells out, Amazon sells out. I mean, before you know, before September 17th was even a reality. The day the PS5 was supposed to be available for pre-order, it was gone. All the pre-orders were gone. And the way that I found out is, you know, <laughs> typically, you know, on a late evening of, you know, of the day, I'm just scrolling through Twitter and, you know, I see either it was either Jeff Keighley's account, the guy who, who runs the Game Awards and is a very big person in the gaming space. Uh, it was either him or another, I think it was IGN Deals, that's who it was, and then Keeley had retweeted it later. IGN Deals, follow it on Twitter, because they actually do give you some good game, like, sales and stuff like that. They posted two links on Twitter, and they said, we're pretty sure that these are unpublished Amazon links for PS5 pre-orders, but you they work. So, they had the disc and the discless. 
And I clicked on it, went through, checked out, boom, done. I was finished. I got it before I even <laughs> knew that it was available, before Amazon actually made the listing public. But just wait, there, there's a Nick caveat to this story. There this is, is a, the but best this also, fucking part. <laughs> but this also happened to everybody who got in on Amazon, So because I, I saw it pop up later. So it doesn't I get matter. My, you know you're going to be the one I, that is affected. Oh, no yeah. one else will be. So I get the, you know, I get the pre-order in. I feel good. I, I send the link to Matt. It's, it was like 11 yeah, he's Robin, he, he He was like, I was like his, his little dog and I, 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 I made a bad move and he was rubbing my nose and shit basically. I, I was like, Hey, I, I did not get the PS5 on the clusterfuck night of the 16th. I'll, I'll tell my story when Nick's done. I did secure one, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick's like, hey, man, I think Amazon links are live. Don't worry. I already pre-ordered mine before I told you they're live, which <laughs> I've I've trained him to do that. I can't I cannot <laughs> fault him for that. And every one of us do the same thing. I, I know for a fact when when Klondike sent out the pre-order links for the was at the phase one lieutenant 501 trooper from Walgreens in our discord. See, you should be in Discord because that was a nice little tip. I had no idea they were live. But I know for a fact uh, Big Joe probably already had his secured oh, yeah. in the cart before he let us suckers know that the, the, that the link was live. Nick did the same thing. But again, that is what you should do. Yeah, you, you never, have to secure yours. Right. Never help someone else out until you get yours. Exactly. So I, I'm, I'm feeling good. I have my pre-order in. <laughs> Just Two wait. days later... I get an email from Amazon. It says regarding <laughs> your pre-order, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Uh, what is what oh, is this about?" Uh oh. So I read it, and it says, "Due to the overwhelming <laughs> volume of pre-orders for Sony PlayStation Five Disc Edition, um, we may be unable to uh, to fulfill <laughs> all pre-orders on release day." Oh no. So <laughs> say it ain't so, Nick. Say it ain't so. It's Darth it, Revan take two. It may be Darth Revan take two. Now the good thing is is that one, they've acknowledged my pre-order. Two, they're not saying that I won't get it at all. <laughs> they're just saying that it may not be a day one delivery. So I'm like, oh, you know my what? God. If I don't get it day one, I don't feel all that bad. At least I know it's secured. That was the only thing that I was worried yeah, about. A wink, wink, wink secured. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe like, like secured. What, what day, are they both coming out on the 12th of November? Or is 110, 112? Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure X Series X is the 12th. I th I'd have uh, to go back and look at Sony's, maybe but I'm Sony's pretty sure 10. they're the 12th. Like, they're close. I mean, they're they're close. Hold on, hey internet machine. Yeah, let's check it out. Uh, PS Five launch date. Check this shit out, guys. I know how to do this. Yeah, they're both the twelfth. Yeah. So hey, holy fuck, man! If you're getting man. both of them, then you have a lot of. Well, first you're gonna have a lot of connecting to the internet and updating and all this other shit to do. Because if you remember. Like the PS4 release, you couldn't play the console for like two days after you got it. Like if you got it on release day, there were day one updates and all the other shit yeah. that you have to do with internet connected consoles and you basically couldn't play it for two days. So, so. yeah, we'll see because I'll, I'll be in that boat because I, I actually scored on both as well. And, and my PS5, it just kind of, I guess you could say it was, it was meant to be. Uh, for some reason, the past week, the uh, capitalism gods were behind me. Uh, a lot of gods that have been created in this world aren't behind me, 
<laughs> but the, the 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 gods and goddesses of capitalism and greed were definitely shining their light on me this week because while I did miss out on the PS5 on the clusterfuck night of the 16th. And and I was I I was I was like I was resigned to the fact. I was like, hey, you know what? I missed it. I mean, when it comes down to it, I only get worked up over these releases now because of the OC the, the FOMO OCD. Yeah. Uh let's be real. I'm not a fanboy of either console. I own both. I will own both. I like Microsoft. I like Sony. I'm, I mean that fanboy shit's weird. Neither console has anything uh, truly worth playing on day one. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure any game coming out for both will be available on older platforms. Yeah. Most of the stuff is going to be cross generation. Like, unless you're a huge fan of the Spider Man games and you want to play Miles Morales on PS5 day one, then, you know. Yeah, but you can play that on PS4. I mean, yeah, the, the, the yeah. Miles is coming out for PS4 too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cyberpunk's coming out for PS4. Valhalla's coming out for PS4. Uh, the, the, what is that? Demon Souls is just a fucking remake, anyways, right? For the PS5, so Demon Souls is yeah, a remake of a PS3 game, right? I mean, it's a, I don't know if it's a remake or like a reboot of the franchise, but yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, like if you're like, oh, I didn't get one, I, I'm gonna laugh at you and be like, I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> but what am I gonna fucking do with the PS5 on day one? Besides load up a game that might look slightly better if I buy an $8,000 TV versus what my PS4 games look like now. Very true. So, but it, it it's a sickness. Collectors get it. Uh, I think you understand it, at least going through what we just did the past week. I mean, you, yep. you feel that pull. It's like, you know... You know you really don't need it. You do. You know you don't need to spend the five hundred dollars, and you know for a fact that you're really not even going to get true next gen games probably until early twenty twenty one. Yeah. But it, the allure to get on there and, and and do the circle jerk refresh show, it's strong, right? Like it's yeah. it's weird. I mean, it's and we've talked about this at length in the last, you know, few episodes. It's like, really, we, we barely play games at this time. Correct. Like the, the, that really, is, the game that got us both sucked back into it was Ghosts. And before that, I mean, I hadn't touched a, a console controller in, right. in months, if not almost a full year. Like... And, and and but still like when that happens and you're a gamer and you know like this is the time like yeah it's I, the I, like, new and shiny man i can't yeah. it's like i got a disease up here it's the same shit with the fucking toys it's like oh gotta get it gotta get it gotta get it why so you can fucking take it out and, and lay it on a table and let dust get all over it i mean that's what i do with toys now these yeah. toys that i kill myself to pre-order you know, sit there and do the, the, the Mezco ball punching maneuver where you go on there for a new launch and uh, every payment system you put in there fails out or their site goes down. And then when the shit shows up, I'm like, oh, cool, I got it. I'll lay it on a table for two months. Yeah. And, <laughs> and with these new consoles, both the Xbox Series X and the PS5. They're huge. Con- You're going to have to make uh, it's, room. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought <laughs> that up because I, I mean... I'm going to have to take my, I have the, the, whatever, the 20th anniversary PS4 Pro, like the the super limited edition clear blue. Yep, yep. That's going to have to get ripped out. And I don't even know if the five's going to fit in its slot. The fucking Series X, I'm almost going to have to buy a whole new entertainment center for, uh, because I don't know if you can lay it on its side. 
Yeah, I don't know either. It's always been shown standing like straight. Yeah, like straight I, I mean, it, it is a it's a fucking PC tower. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what the I have a I mean, you can kind of see behind me a little bit, but like I have a entertainment stand set up that has four boxes, you know, like, you know, four shelves where you can put things. And I don't know, like you said, I don't know if the PS5 is going to fit in there. It's definitely right. not going to fit vertically because the thing is almost as tall as like a 40 inch TV vertically. I, I, I mean, dude, you can't fit horizontally either with cats and shit. You can't stand consoles up or those things are going to get fucking face rubbed down to the floor. Uh, I, I've never been a fan of standing consoles vertically either. It gives me the heebie jeebies like the disc is going to fucking flail out and get shredded inside or something. Uh, but anyways, it, it was a big fuck off. Uh, I, I did get my PS5 a day later, just randomly uh, rotting my brain on social media, doing some doom scrolling, probably sitting there trying to step on my right testicle because that, that's what we do in life now. That is 2020. Like, like how shitty can you make yourself feel every day? Um, and out of the blue, Walmart, nine o'clock, they're going to have a new, uh, a new, new shipment, new stock. I'm like, hey, fuck it. It's Wally World. Who the fuck knows what's going to go on there? I'm guessing it's going to be a shit show. But I'm going to sit here like a loyal money-spending douchebag and, and get ready. And, and sure enough, A59 rolled the nine. Refresh, pre-order, go, 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 go! Was signed in, went through. I was like, holy shit, got it. So it was just, it was so random that I got it that way. And then today was the Xbox Series X. And Microsoft at least gave their base uh, a week's notice. Like, hey, the shit's going live Tuesday, 11 o'clock east. That's great. But it also sucks because the douchebags out there, the scalpers, the dickheads, the eBay, you know, black marketers, they're like, oh, sweet. We'll have all our scripts ready exactly at 10.59 a.m. We'll run those fucking executables and we'll get there and bot scoop all this shit up. And Nick, I'm telling you, Microsoft site, dead. Yep. I, I can't blame Microsoft for retailers being dickheads, right? I mean, it's not Microsoft's fault that Best Buy has a busted ass cart system. It's not Microsoft's fault that Target also has a busted cart system. It is Microsoft's fault that they couldn't keep their own fucking store live for a minute. I'm talking, dude, it wasn't just the cart issue. They were getting 503, which means that whatever servers were running that website and that store were done. Yeah. Like uh, their CPUs were like, hey, fuck off. We're going to (laughs) stop. We're literally going on strike until you quit trying to kill us. So... I sit there, I waste up, uh, you know, an hour of my life from 11 to noon. I'm like, well, shit, it's getting close to the show. I got to do some prep stuff. I'm just going to fucking forget about it. And I did. I, I peeled myself away. As hard as that is, and, and we know it, even on toy orders, when you know it's like you're probably past the window where there's any left, but you still think there's hope because you're not seeing the out of stock symbol yet. Yeah. I, I was able to pull myself out of that for this show, for this show. That's how much I love all of you people and Nick. But then, when I'm done working out, I came here to ch- check in with the young lad to let him know where, what our timing was going to be. Same fucking thing happened again with the PS5. <laughs> I just randomly get on Hootsuite. Ed Boone, the creator of Mortal Kombat, just had a random tweet that he released a minute before I looked that said, Best Buy, Best Buy's got him back up. Go, go, go. So I get over there. Uh, it's still in my cart from before. It logs me out. I'm like, oh, fuck. 
log back in. As soon as I log in, it's still in my car. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try. Bam, proceed <laughs> to check out. It goes through. So both of my next-gen console pre-orders happened randomly. I didn't get either one at the bell, but because I am a slave to the social media and doom scrolling in general, <laughs> the capitalism gods, as I said, had my back and rewarded me by allowing me to spend over $1,000 in a week on two consoles that I'll probably be really excited to unbox, and then they'll sit there yeah. in my entertainment center like the rest of my gaming machines. Yeah, they, they will. That, that is exactly what they'll do. It'll sit there for a little <laughs> while, and then... What I'll do is if I'm still uh, playing a game that I was playing on PS4, I will one, hope that our cross-save functionality through PS Plus works fine. Yeah. And then I will play that game on PS5. Right, right. I'll, <laughs> I'll, probably, I'll probably be playing Horizon Zero Dawn from 2017 on my PS5. Yeah, that's like, it. Like that, that's what I'm looking at. So uh, it is what it is. I, I can't believe I scored both. I mean, both, as I said, both attempts were initial fails. But because I am a slave to blowing money, I shouldn't blow. Uh, I, I I pulled out a victory. Yeah, I mean that's dude, that's lucky because there's been people I've seen people on whatever it is, you know, Twitter, Facebook, all Reddit, all over the internet that are like, I've been trying to get a PS5 for days. I still can't get a pre-order. You know, like you said, you know, Sony themselves has come out and said like, oh, you know, we fucked this up. We really oh, yeah. need to, you know, we'll we'll do better. And, and it's the same thing for Xbox. Like just scrolling through Twitter before we went live, it's like. Sold out immediately. Can't get it. I, what, what the hell? What, what, so you know, Microsoft's no better than Sony. Like all this shit. So I, I, I got mean, like, but, but like I said, for some reason, the universe only lets me burn luck on dumb shit like this. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I'm not gonna get lucky on the lottery or or other th important things in life. I get lucky on, as I said, the right to spend ungodly amounts of money on entertainment. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. All right. Well. Uh, anything else you wanted to bring up in between like uh, what happened last week anything interesting pop up uh nothing too interesting for me i did unlock darth malik on swago so even though i'm ah! still way behind the eight ball i now have malik unlocked and now for those of you who do play the game and know how malik works he's not like every other legendary him and Gas are now, hey, you unlocked it. Good job. Now you can spend yeah. all of your territory credits to level them yeah, up your, to your, seven. Your, your, your get credits, your GETs. Yeah. Uh, you haven't been saving that shit? I have. I mean, like I was, but I was. Yeah. I also need to get Wampa. So like I've been, now oh, that I have yeah, Malik. yeah. Do you have Hobo Yoda? Yeah, Yoda's done. Okay. Like Yoda, Hobo Yoda is like Relic 3. So he's finished. Did but, you see uh, Mr. Rose uh, somewhat scouting Lottie in Discord? I do. I do see those messages. Because Lottie, from. I don't know who the hell Lottie is. Like, if he joins uh, the the live streams here, but Lottie is fairly active in our in our Discord. Yeah, Lottie is. I, I believe he said he was. He's a Pandora listener. Okay, so. but I mean, he seems to be fairly advanced in the game because I mean, he unlocked <laughs> Jedi Knight Luke, which I mean, that, you, oh wow, you yeah. have to you you've had to have been paying attention for a few years to do that. Yep. Uh, but apparently his, his guilds beat like they don't attempt any of the big stuff because I, I my big like ooh swago moment this past week is I finally was able to participate in the Kiati Mundi special yeah, mission and yeah. score a shard for the guild so. You know, my, my Shakti and my my 501s are, are all pimped out. Uh, but Lai is like, man, we, we don't even attempt that type of shit. And, and as soon as Mr. Rose uh, sniffed that out in the chat, he's like, hey, man, send me your ally code. 
Uh, I so saw not, that. I so saw I, that. I don't know, like if he's scouting them out to maybe bring them over to Wookie's always win or what. But I mean, that's how it goes. You got you got to watch out what you say about Swago when the intern slash Mister Tico is in the room. Yeah, he's he's a recruiter over there. He's making sure to get all of the best players onto onto the right. But I, I just I, I love that game. We say it all the time. People bitch about it, but it's and I finally it, it was getting too crazy. I've now just I'm doing a little bit more like the intern, and I'm only. Uh, favoriting pl- tunes that I'm actively working on. N- no longer am I going to have like 50 fucking tunes flagged. You know what I mean? Where you, you know you check the little ribbon like, yeah. and it always keeps them at the top of your tune list. So yeah. uh, I- I'm working on JKL. That's it. I got the laser focus on that. I'm not uh, as far out as I thought. And then I'll start moving on to the more ridiculous legends. But yeah, like the legends are going to be crazy. But yeah, yeah. Oh, I also, uh, like I said, thanks to uh, Klondike, these bad boys showed up today. Uh, for some reason, I fucking bought two of these uh, phase one clone trooper lieutenants like I army build. I don't. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why I bought two. Uh, I'm, I'm somewhat considering maybe getting rid of, getting rid of one. Uh, uh, you never know. The more I think about it, maybe I'll keep it, but... I do have two of these motherfuckers, and I probably won't take a shot of them for at least three months. There you go. So All right. that's, a- <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so, that's everything um, we got so far for the life updates. There we go. So let's get into our, our Star Wars low-hanging fruit stuff. Uh, the way we're going to flow today, we're going to talk about some of the new shit we can blow our money on in Star Wars land. Uh, middle segment, we'll focus on all the Mando stuff that's out there, the Boba rumors, the uh, amount of seasons. And then we'll kind of wrap with the comic book updates and finally the fan segment. So starting off here, uh, this kind of came out of the blue yesterday, Nick, but uh, Lucasfilm announced a new program to gouge us fans for our hard-earned money. It's called Mando Mondays. Oh, yeah. All the toy collectors are really going to like this one. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we technically had the first Mando Monday yesterday, but they officially will not begin until October 26th, so the Monday of Mando S2 launch week. And essentially what these are is every Monday outside the first one, uh, so following the release of a new episode of The Mandalorian, there's going to be a select limited edition exclusive type of Mandalorian merchandise to buy. Okay. Uh, so this week, the, the first salvo included, I believe, the first ever carbonized Star Wars 375 figures. So you got a Death Trooper, Kara, uh, Remnant Trooper, Mando himself. So the uh, small figure crowd got a little dip. Nick, these are the ones that kind of got people feeling a little itchy. Uh, we also have these new, I think they're called like Credit Hunt or Credit Heist, some dumb shit line of these <laughs> Mandalorian. Now, these are the Black Series six inch figures, but as you'll notice, Nick, they gave them paint jobs based on the radical looking concept art. So, yeah. I've got Kara pulled up now. You know, she's, she's got a lot of aqua red. accents to her and yeah. some red in her belt. And, yeah. it, you know, you could argue they look interesting. Uh, you could argue, like a lot of people I heard basically saying, this is just uh, another repaint of existing figures. Just give us new shit. Fuck you, Hasbro. It seems like that. Yeah, like people people get very upset by the, the rehashes. I, I'm not going to lie. Some of these you could look at as just little pieces of, of art. Because they are, it's almost like a, it's an interpretation of a figure. Yeah. Uh, like the Mandalorian himself, it is very 
goofy looking. I mean, he's almost Boba Fett holiday special. I was going to say like looking. the gold and blue with like a. Right. It, I mean, that is a that's like a a very prominent blue on his helmet too, and then almost like a red red bronze for the armor. Uh, like, oh yeah, yeah. So he's he's a little stylized. I mean, IG 11s fucking orange and rusty looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the heavy Mando doesn't look that much different. He's he's a lot more vibrant blue, I guess. Uh, and then the Death Trooper. Honestly, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll wrap myself out. I, I did pre-order the Death Trooper. Okay. Uh, I I was gonna make the stand. I'm not fucking pre-ordering any of these because <laughs> literally I already have each one, and I don't think the variations are that much. Mando it, it is kind of just so odd looking. I, I considered it, but I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna get the Death Trooper. Because it is kind of a unique looking paint job on the yeah. Death Trooper. Like that, that one. Like it, rusted. Exactly. Like that one I think just works as a weathered looking Death Trooper set. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I went with that. Yeah. Uh, they are also offering up some fig pins. There's a whole collection of fig pins. There's a gentle giant bust. Uh, really nothing else uh, moved me. I'm not into the Funkos anymore. I, I don't even really like this Lego the Child that much. Is that an actual Polaroid camera? It, yeah, I was gonna say. It, now you know shit's getting fucking <laughs> yeah. goofy with with the Mandalorian. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's they're now trying to sell fucking Polaroids with Mandalorian film. Yep. And the camera itself. <laughs> the only um, interesting thing on this Polaroid, Nick, if you look on the box, there's a shot of a Mandalorian uh, yeah. on the side of the box. Uh, it, it's definitely not Din. No, uh, I, I saw people speculating, could this be Cobb? And That's a lot of people, well, if it's Cobb, he would have the acid eaten fat armor on. He almost has like a hockey glove going. So it yeah. could just be a, a Mando we're going to meet. But you'd have to think that this character may pop up in season two if they're throwing them on promotional materials. Yeah, I mean, Cobb Vanth could be a, a possibility uh, if he's cobbling together armor. We don't know. I mean... We don't know if he has all of Boba's armor. That, that, that's we, how he got his name. He's the cobbler. Yeah, he's cobbling <laughs> together. All Cobb the cobbler Vanth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that could definitely be some sort of small, you know, tease to what. Yeah, we it, see it, it was just it was it was odd that they would include a Mando on this box and it not be Din. So yeah. I mean, who knows there. Uh, but basically, these these Mando Mondays, the first one launched yesterday. I'd assume most stuff is is sold out at this point in time. Uh, but they will pick up again for nine weeks, starting on October twenty sixth. Uh, who that's knows? Crazy. Uh, How much yeah. money do you think you're going to spend on Mando Mondays? <sighs> well, if it's if it's like this first one, hopefully not more than twenty to thirty dollars a Monday. Okay. It's not too bad. But, you know, if if after the first episode, they're like, oh, by the way, here's the entire season two wave of fucking Black Series Mandalorian figures. Here's the Sasha Banks character. Here's a new uh, Mando. Here's a new child. Then, yeah, OK, it's going to get silly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope it's not like that. Like, I, there's a part of me that's that, that hopes Mando Mondays are just kind of little jerk off things where Tricky. it is going to be. Yeah, more more. uh uh, tchotchke like collectibles than than stuff that i lose sleep over so there's yeah. our our mando monday update uh it's just it's fucking cash grab really they 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 know what they have now and they know they've suckered some of even the toxic people back and they're like all right let's let's start trying to get some cash oh yeah so uh starwars.com slash mando dash mondays is the official mando mondays right. website 
Countdown to Mando Mondays is 33 days away. So it starts, you know, right before the release of Mando season two. So. Yeah, maybe even our dumbasses will post every Monday if there's something to look forward to, but yeah. I doubt it. Okay, uh, we got more money to think about spending here, <laughs> Nick. And this comes from our buddies over at Exclue Magazine, but uh, apparently. There is a new Hot Toys Lando 1-6 scale figure to pre-order, and I'm talking Empire Strikes Back Lando, the Baron himself. Yes. And, uh, he looks great. I mean, it's, it's very Billy D. correct. Uh, it's just at this point, man, I'm really starting to feel the damage I've done <laughs> to my, my finances with collecting the entire wave of Mandalorian 1-6 scale figures. Yeah, I mean... Uh, this figure here, so this is Hot Toys 1-6 scale Lando 235. So it's not like you said, you've already basically spent the down payment on a car on, on these 1-6 scale Hot yeah. Toys figures. 100%, 100%. So I can see why you're hesitant to do this, especially if you, I mean, you know, how often are you going to shoot? Uh, a billy like is he gonna is he gonna be a exactly regular? I, I mean i i need to come to a point now where it's like okay dude pull off you know foot off the gas yeah yeah foot off the gas uh, wife and i are doing like a just out of the blue we're running back out to the coast this weekend you know that that's not cheap we got a, a fairly good deal but it's still hundreds of dollars uh, it's basically two fucking one six scales if i could just get away from this stupid shit yeah that's when you start uh, thinking about like man yeah, this it, vacation's it gonna cost me it, it fucking hurts nick <laughs> all right don't rub it in it, it just makes it all that much worse when i think i mean i paid my discover from last month it oh, would man. have paid for a, a, a full week-long vacation at the beach. Jeez. And most of the Discover stuff was from Sideshow Collectibles. There you go. Uh, yeah. it, it's, it, it's, it's ugly. And then I get yeah. the email today from Sideshow. Hey, guess what? Uh, the regular Mandalorian's in early. Do you just want to pay everything you have left <laughs> and get it early? It's like, yeah, sure. What's, it's just another $101. Go for it. I want I want him shipped next week. Yeah, I want him as soon as fucking <laughs> possible. Oh, my God, dude. It's just, I can't think about it too much. I really do start to get anxiety. Yeah. I, I start to almost hyperventilate going, what have I done? What have I done? I am Anakin just after he fucks Mace Windu. Yeah, he's like, oh my God. You realize that the dark side is close. You know, it, you're, you're right there. You're standing by the window. Yeah. You haven't cut his hand off I yet. know, I know what is the right thing to do. <laughs> I just can't do it. Yeah. I just cannot help myself. I mean... Uh, it, it, if you hit the refresh button on this page, Matt, I did make it to where you can scroll through the images now. Well, I wasn't going to call. I wasn't going to call you out, but okay. But yeah, hit the, I did hit the refresh. That. We can go through it. <laughs> so, is there anything on here that that really does tempt you, though? Knowing that you're, I mean, it's Billy fucking D. <laughs> he looks fantastic. I mean, look at that cape. Look at the inside of the cape. The inside of the cape is sick, man. Look at that fucking <laughs> pattern. I don't think anyone really has been able to appreciate the inside of Lando. Uh, cloud city cape up until now yeah i mean look at that the guy was such a pimp it's like he had artisans making his clothes it's nuts and so uh, yes this is a very hard one to just pass on because i have the esb boba fett i have the esb fucking darth vader Ooh. 
Man, you could remake some cool scenes. <laughs> oh, you cocksucker. Don't Listen talk to, to you. Trevor. Yeah, you're, you're just as bad as fucking 1-6 shooter these yes. days. Don't talk to 1-6. 1-6, is, Trevor, I, if you're out there, do not push him over the ledge on this one. It is. I mean, it, it's, it's a damn good looking figure, but it, it's, I think it's one of those where I, I have to draw the line. Uh, whenever I got in the 1-6 scale, I, I was like, yo, I'm not going it, to, it's not going to be like the 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 112 all right yeah. you can't fucking buy them all you can't have the wave just to say you have the wave you got to break that thinking uh so well, I, I think i'm gonna let this one go I, I mean if i if i was able to let qui-gon go i mean i never got to qui-gon i think he's shipping now i, I i'm gonna let him go uh, i have to i have yeah. to nick don't do it yeah i think you're i think you're making the right choice you know right, thank you maybe what you can do is you can start putting together a christmas list of one six scale figures that you can give to heather and say like hey you know christmas i know that yeah, I, I don't know man i, I, I think things. i have to cancel christmas for myself i mean <laughs> let, let, let's be real and i tell her this all the time i mean by christmas time i'm going to have thousand dollars in new consoles yep well over a thousand dollars in one six scale Mandalorian figures, on top of hundreds and hundreds of dollars <laughs> on one twelve scale pre orders that I did over the summer that'll be coming out in the fall. Uh, it's like I uh, Matt should never get anything for any holiday, like n- nothing for Christmas, nothing for birthdays, nothing for Father's Day, nothing for anniversaries. I'm good. I'm good. I think that you know. You're just like me, because Taylor says that I'm an impossible person to buy gifts for, because I just buy everything that I want, <laughs> and you know, and she yeah, doesn't. It, ever yeah, I, I'm the me. same way. I mean, that's how it is. It's like I, I don't know if it's because when I grew up, my parents were actually good parents, and they didn't just fucking get me everything like I'm doing for my kids. So she's probably gonna be a, a nightmare. <laughs> but it, it's like it's like I'm a big boy now. I've got my money. I don't have a lot of credit card debt. I really don't have any credit card. I mean, the only debt I have is my house and my truck. Yeah. Outside of, you know, month to month carrying credit cards. But I never like pay interest. Let's just that. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. If I'm using a credit card, it's typically with the mindset that I'm going to pay it before the next bill comes. Uh, but it's just, it, it gets, it, 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 as you said, it, it becomes ridiculous to where, uh, you know, you and I, something new is, is announced and what, rather than waiting to see if it's good or to allow a loved one to surprise you and make them feel great about doing that. We're sitting here like, go, go, go refresh, refresh. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. I got it. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm a big boy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You want that instant gratification feeling. You don't want to wait. Cause you don't know. You don't know when Christmas rolls around, you could, you might not be able to get a PS five. It might be gone forever. They may right. stop producing exactly, them. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's always fun while we're doing it, right? It's always fun to hit buy now or pre-order on a, on a Hot Toys or even a 112 scale exclusive consoles. But after a while, sometimes that guilt kicks in. And I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of it this fall. It, it was during the, the full lockdown and we weren't really doing any, we weren't going anywhere. We, we hadn't taken a vacation yet. So the money was, just, it was kind of piling up a little bit. It's like we were, we were saving more than ever. I might've let that go to my head a little too much. Yeah. You're uh, like get, getting the COVID check. I might've let that go to my head a little too much and, and started to get a little greedy and a little too fast and loose 
with the one six scale figures. <laughs> so, I mean, it's available for uh, pre-order now. So you can go get it if you want to. 235, one six scale ESB Lando. I mean, he looks good, but like Matt said, do you really need it? Do you need it? Or does your family need food on the table? Right, right. You get you gotta, <laughs> I mean, you gotta make some concessions here or there. I, I would say if you're not an asshole like me and, and dropped thousands on Mandalorian one six scale, you, you almost owe it to Star Wars past and the supposed best Star Wars film of all time to get Mr. Colt 45 himself. Yeah. Uh, in his best Star Wars look. I mean, that, that, that baby blue. And like we said, I mean, just, just look at the interior of that cape. I must say the cape is so nuts. What a like, pimp. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So available now hit sideshow, go put your pre-orders in. And we have a list of all of the things that he comes with at the bottom of the post on StarWarsTime.net. So you can go there and you can see everything that he comes with as well. All of his little accessories. So oh, yeah. ESB Lando. Right oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the peanut gallery here, they're, they're reminding me of my follies and, and telling me that I probably could buy a beach house by now. And you're, you're fucking right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I said last week, yeah. I added up what is just now in my glass shelves in addition to the pre-orders and it's, it's, it's five figure thousands. Like, like as Nick said, I, I could buy a fucking vehicle. I, I could have bought a fucking quad, a dirt bike, brand new wave runner, a small car. No, <laughs> I'm just buying more fucking toys that I'm going to let sit on my table, take half ass shots of, and then put them in a glass shelf. <laughs> the sickness continues. Ah, <laughs> what am I doing to my life? Fuck, I could retire well before I, I'm allowed to retire if I could just get my shit together. But hey, you never know when you're going to die. Can't take it with you. So That's it sad. is what it is. Very true. Very All true. right. So, I mean, this next one here isn't isn't toy related. Thank God. It's nothing I have to spend money on. Although I guess if I really wanted to play this the best way possible, I would I would have to go buy the Oculus Quest 2, right, The Nick? new Quest, the <laughs> Oculus Quest 2, correct. So um, this, this new uh, trailer here for Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge kind of gives you a little look at the upcoming VR game that is for Quest and Quest 2. It has not been announced for any other VR system yet, so not PSVR. I'm still too else. pussy to play the trailer, too, and I, I, I know it'll Dude. probably work. I mean, we don't know. We could be in the in the makings of a disaster. Uh, it's probably not worth back. it, right? It's not worth it, it. I mean, honestly, this trailer is not worth it because, you know, even though the little time bar on the YouTube video says 51 seconds, the trailer is literally right, only right. 20 seconds long. 20 I'm, getting, I'm getting distracted by Space Jesus in the, in the chat. <laughs> oh, man. Is he praying? No, there's literally, it, this dude's called Space Jesus, and he has a picture of Mollet Kenobi from Clones, so it's perfect because <laughs> that is Space jesus i love it and he's just in here doing hello there and this is the way uh it's a real person like it's not a bot i, I just i don't know if it's one of the regulars or if this is a new person this either way new... hey, space jesus hello there we welcome, speak your name welcome to the live stream so uh but yeah i mean if you're gonna try to play a trailer probably wait you know save it save the potential crash of the live stream and podcast for a better one because this one all you really get to look at is about 20 to 23 seconds of in-game, you know, like in actual VR headset footage of uh, Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge, but not really much else. You know, you you get to see yourself kind of milling about Batuu. You get to see some of the gunplay from the game and you get to see your interactions with C-3PO and R2-D2 at some points in time as well. But, but really, 
you know, this is the definition of a teaser. You know, a lot of times teasers are extending to the minute and a half mark, but this is literally a 25 second long teaser of the game. Uh, if you own a VR headset, well, if you own an Oculus Quest, um, definitely something to look into. I don't know if it's going to live up to the hype or the the realization of what Vader Immortal was, but it's a fun well, little... I, I, fun I little probably game. could tell you about that one if I would just get it for the PSVR, but... <laughs> I've, <laughs> seen, I've seen people playing it, and I mean, it looks fun, you know? It looks like it's a very immersive experience, uh, Vader Immortal, that is, but... I just like, again, like we were talking about gaming, just like collecting toys is a sickness. And I don't know if I'm ready to drop the necessary money to buy a fucking Oculus Quest 2 or 1. I mean, Oculus Quest 1, you can't even find it on, on Amazon right now. Like, really? It's, they're, it's they're just sold out all, still? It's not, so it's not sold through Amazon. You would have to go through somebody else. But it's $380. Like, do I want to spend $400 on an Oculus Rift? Like, I mean, the word, I I don't know if you read up on on Quest 2 last week, because I think that's when reviews went live for it. But it it was getting glowing reviews, the Quest 2, that is. Yeah, I mean, And I know the Quest was kind of the way to do it, too, because these are ones, my friends, where you don't need a PC. I mean, it's all done in in goggle, in remote. Uh, which is that's the way to do VR if you're going to do VR because yeah. I'm telling you right now I think one of the reasons I probably have not tried Immortal out is I don't feel like hooking up my PSVR VR headset having the fucking cable hang on me uh, you got to like hook it into your PlayStation and the PlayStation has to go to your TV or your receiver it's like fuck I don't even know if the shit's going to work on the PS5 so yeah I mean dude it's so the Quest, so the, the Oculus Quest 1 is only available through third-party sellers, but the Quest 2 is available for pre-order now on Amazon. The 64-gigabyte version, which is the, the, you know, the smaller of the internal storage, is only $299. It's $300. Bucks, and it releases on October 13th. So, I mean, it's, it's more affordable than the Quest 1 is for the same version and you can buy it on Amazon. It's pre-order open. If you have an Amazon store card, you can do the six months of, you know, financing the equal payments over six months with zero interest. I mean, it's tempting, but like, I don't want to do it. Like I, I've already, like you said, I already spent $500 on a PS5. I don't want to, to, to buy this when I know realistically that the only thing that I would play on this is fucking Tales from Galaxy's Edge, Vader Immortal. It's not right. worth it for two games. Right. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So, But uh, for you, if you're looking to drop a little bit more no, money, no, then no, you, no, you should no. get it and tell me how awesome it no, is. No, I need to, after this next trip east, <laughs> I need to just fucking chill out, sit on my hands or break my fingers so I can't, uh, you know, work buying machines anymore. I, what I by buying machines, is, I'm talking iPads, phones, desktops. Yeah. What, I, what I need to, what I will do is, if I ever get a job again, if I ever do finally get a job, then I will I will make the the Oculus Quest 2 potentially my 
my congratulatory gift to myself. <laughs> All right, there you go. There you go. So N- yeah. Nick will be our, our reporter on the street for this type of stuff. And uh, the first time that I come back onto stream after having an Oculus Quest and I have a broken arm, you will know why. I fell down my stairs playing my Oculus Quest. So. <laughs> Please don't, dude. <laughs> don't do it. You just fucking jinxed yourself. Yeah. Uh, the, the peanut gallery is out of control. We got questions all over the place. Have you read Dark Empire? I don't know. I mean, I don't read. Nick might have. Uh, no, Nick's never getting his Revan lightsaber. Be That's nice, not, Lottie. Yes, the, the, the lightsaber is not happening. I Lottie Dottie, that- you, you, you missed your spot. We were talking about uh, uh, Mr. Rose Tico trying to scout you from uh, Discord, but uh, this <laughs> go talk is in the past now. Yeah, uh, I did not read uh, Dark Empire from Legends canon. Um, All right. So, Nick, let's... Uh, Let's kind of put our, our Mandalorian armor on, right? Yeah. Strap up the Beskar here. And really, what we're looking at now, if you're on the live stream, if you're not, well, I'm checking out my uh, Boba's armor, question mark, uh, video that we threw up on YouTube last week. And quite frankly, this stems from Star Wars Time Show fans. Yes. Uh, I was kind of looking to take uh, the day after the show a little easy. You know, Tuesday was a busy day last week. We had the Mando trailer. I had real life work. We had the cast. It went up for almost three hours. So I was like, cool. I got my Star Wars out of my system. We all had our circle jerk last night. I can chill out. No. And I, you know, I asked for it, right? Like I want to be someone Star Wars fans come to with, with questions and whatnot. So, uh, you know, I fire up the IG to do my routine every morning. Uh, if, you, if you're new to this, remember, at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram, tag us, hashtag Star Wars Time Show for a chance to be featured on our page and or the greatest non-listener uh, heavy Star Wars podcast of all time, the Star Wars Time Show. <laughs> we do that during our fan segment. But I was out there and I saw some messages and the one was from on Insta. A lot of you will know him if you're on Insta, if you're in the toy community, Rebel Jawa, a.k.a. Dan Sparks. He was the first one to be like, hey, dude, check this out. And he sent me like a, 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 a collage of images of this shot. You can see basically the shot of Din on the speeder from the trailer. Yeah, we we kind of just like gla- like glazed over that too. We're like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. This type of shit, like the frame by frame, I'm not quite that type of Easter egg speculator. I mean, uh, more power to those of you that that have the time to do that. I try to keep my videos nice and short. Got to get them out because I I also have a real life job. But based on the evidence submitted by Rebel Jawa, and he's the one that. Uh, sent me a screen if you can see the arrow pointing if you're on the live stream or if you're not just go to starwarstime.net and and search for our mandalorian season two trailer may hint at boba fett's armor post i have an arrow pointing to a bulge on the side of the bike Mm -hmm. Uh, if you really kind of darken the rest of the image and then lighten the bulge you can make a great case that is a mandalorian helmet probably boba fett's helmet uh, we already said and took it to the bank that we, we assume Mando is on Tatooine here. At the end of s- episode five, season one, that's where Spurboy came into play. That's what first got everyone wondering. Spurs, Tatooine, what's going on? Is it Boba Fett? Is it Cobb Vanth? Blah, blah, blah. But then in our Discord, uh, you know, so I was like, yeah, you know, Dan, it, it, that could be a stretch, pretty blurry. I don't know. But then I, I, I signed our Discord. We got Tones is in there. Yep. 
uh, he dry, he shared another post. I, I think it was Tones. It might have been someone else, but someone in our Discord shared another post, essentially highlighting the back of the speeder and drawing out a an outline and saying that is a Mandalorian jetpack, probably Boba Fett's. Uh, so Nick, I, I, I kind of ran with it. At that point, there was enough evidence that I couldn't just be like, "Nah, fuck it, it's blurry." You guys are on drugs. You're you're crazy Star Wars fans. <laughs> um, so I was like, "I'm I'm gonna tackle this. I'm gonna look at it. I'm, I'm gonna do some research." And it, it's it's very convincing. I do ask you to watch yeah. the video. I mean, I'm not gonna play it here. Uh, here's the script if you just want to read it, but. My theory here is, I mean, this could be if we're if we are going to run with the fact that Din, for some reason, is transporting more than likely Boba Fett's armor on Tatooine. The interesting thing is not is that really Boba Fett's armor? Because at this point, I think there's enough evidence we could at least agree that it's probably Mandalorian armor of some sort. Yes. The fun thing is, is okay. Let's run with it's Boba's armor. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. How did he get it? Why does he have it? And one of the big things that that first occurred to both Matt and me when we were talking about this is that, like you mentioned, this could be related to Cobb Vanth. So one of the rumored castings for Mandalorian season two, uh, ahead of the official you know trailer and the official announcement of uh, the the release day was that Timothy Oliphant was going to be in this series as someone. And one character that we, that we quickly nailed down as a possibility was Cobb Vanth, which if you've read any of the Bounty Hunters um, comic series, Cobb Vanth is described as a sheriff-type person who is, you know, kind of... You know what, Nick? I think he was in those novels that came out when uh, the Skywalker saga was coming back to life. I don't know if it was Aftermath, but I think he was, was in those yeah, books. Aftermath was the, the novels as well. It was like Empires. There was a, there was a, a series of Aftermath novel, novels where they did kind of cover from the end of Return of the Jedi to right near the beginning of TFA. So, he, yeah, I think you're right. He was also in that as yeah, well. But, uh, I mean, he is... He's, he's, he's just a dude. He's not a Mandalorian, right? He's just a dude. Yes. That apparently either finds it or, or or buys or salvages Mandalorian armor for Jawas in the Tatooine desert, and, and, and apparently the armor is corroded, you know, almost like acid washed over it. I mean, it's pretty beat up because the the story then I believe was, or I don't know if they really go into it, but it, one assumes that the Sarlacc vomited it up. Right, because it could not digest the Beskar. Yes. Jawas, being the little scavengers they are, gathered it up, hoping to trade or sell it at one point in time. I don't know the details, so don't quote me on any of this. But Cobb Vanth becomes or er, er, gets the armor. Yep, and he actually uses it to sort of be a a sheriff of of some Tatooine village, town, whatever you want to call it. So he's actually, from what I've read, Cobb wasn't an asshole he actually was was protecting people with the armor so back to this nick in mandalorian if this is boba fett's armor is did, did din and boba fett have it out he blasted him and and din is reclaiming it because we all know boba fett's a little pussy bitch <laughs> right and he doesn't hold the mandalorian values uh did boba fett himself 
asked Mandal or asked Din to go retrieve his armor from this Cobb Vanth character in exchange for information on sorcerers. I mean, this. I mean, could, where, where do we go with this? I feel like if there's, you know, between those two options, that one seems the most likely that he's actually been hired by Boba Fett to go retrieve his armor. Because if we know, you know, anything about, I mean, at this point, you know, Boba is a little bit older. And we also know that if he has escaped from the Sarlacc pit without his armor, then he's essentially defenseless, you know. Uh, yeah, he's a great gunfighter, and he's probably a good allegedly, know, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. A, a, in 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 legends and lore, in, in terms of what we see now, the man on screen, that's debatable. Yes, yes, I will agree with that. But um, <laughs> I just love riling up Boba Fett fans. <laughs> but yeah, Boba fans are passionate too. They will come at you. But um, I could buy that that he knows that somebody's got his armor. He's like, this guy has my armor in this town, but I just don't have the ability to go right. after him like i'm not well and you enough. would think he probably feels like an asshole yeah i mean the way he went out he lost his shit uh if he you know i i don't think boba fett was ever a true mando he's a fucking clone for christ's sakes but maybe you know maybe he did start believing in the mandalorian ethos and he's like i no one can see me without my shit how the fuck did you find me den well it's because you're the mandalorian and uh, I've got some information on Tori, which which Boba Fett would. I mean, he yeah. he knows about the Jedi firsthand. He watched Mace murder his dad. I mean, he also uh, knows it, about Luke Skywalker. I mean, <laughs> right in the Clone Wars, he he tried to kill Jedi in the temple. I, I, I mean, he knows plenty about the Jedi. Um, I don't know. It's just it, it's if this is Din actually disposing of Boba and Jack in his armor, no, I, I don't think that that works. I mean, it, it would be a stupid narrative. You would further shortchange Boba Fett. Yep. Uh, it, 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 it would, it would be a throwaway for a character of his yeah. uh, legendary status. And then it's just like, what would, what would Mando benefit by having that armor? It's like, say he does, he gets in a duel, he kills Mando. Why? I mean, he, he kills Boba. Why take his armor? Like, what's the purpose of having it at right. that point? To like it, it's like, it, I believe someone, if it's not Boba, maybe Boba had someone, uh, someone's working for Boba. I, I, I'm leaning towards Mando is, is commissioned to do this, to get something that's going to help his mission out with the child. Yeah. And, and look, uh, if it is that he's going after Cobb and we know, and, and you know, it's true that Cobb's kind of acting as a sheriff and protecting a town. I don't think Mando brings it to blows, but I think that he sternly explains to Cobb like, hey, you're wearing something that does not belong to you. This is a part of Mandalorian tradition. Right, the creed. Like, he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll start busting out this is the way and smack exactly. him around a little bit. He'll just, you know, explain to him as gently as possible without resorting to violence. You either give this to me or I will forcibly take it off of your body. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I just I don't yeah, know. I, I mean, I, I was the one last year like uh, no Boba Fett. We don't fucking need Boba Fett. I want Din to be the hero. But I, I've, I've changed on that because I really do think if done correctly. Uh, including Boba Fett not only opens up content that, that we've all lived with for 40 plus years now like it just it further fleshes out the original trilogy uh the prequels a bit uh but it i really think it would just add so many more possibilities and narrative threads to the mandalorian itself yeah uh you know would din be friendly with a boba fett 
would it be a contentious relationship? Uh, is Boba Fett looked at kind of how Din was in season one where the heavy was about ready to kill him because, hey, this fucking guy, he only goes out and works with those rat bag Imperials to, to bring stuff back to the collective. We know Boba Fett. I mean, he was he was a full on bounty hunter uh, working for the Empire, doing shady shit. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I am now starting to sing the tune of Mr. Fett and how he could enhance this show. Uh, not just a show in, in Star Wars lore, but the character of Din himself and how Din interacts with this dude. I, I think so, too. And, you know, we don't know if if Tamira Morrison is going to be in this show for a well, long period of time. We're, or, we're getting there. We're yeah, getting we'll there. get that. We'll get that soon. But, you know, what if, you know, what if he continues, you know, uh, the Mando continues to do what he did in season one, where like he's he's building an entourage around him, you know? Season one, he picks up uh, Grief and he picks up Kara. Now he's got two people to run with. Season two, he picks up Boba Fett and he picks up Ahsoka, further expanding his his little, you know, coven, his little group of people. Uh, and and we've also around. heard from Favreau himself that this show is going to essentially become Star Wars of Thrones uh, to where Din himself is not going to be the main narrative vehicle anymore. I mean, every yeah. episode is not just going to center on Din. Uh, you might get a, Hey, Din and the child, they're flying over here. But for the next 30 minutes, you're focused on Sasha Banks's character yeah. or you're focused on grief and, and care. They get into some hijinks for an episode. Uh, so, so by bringing in a, a legend character like this, a legendary, I mean, he's not legends, an iconic, I guess that's a, a better way to describe the Fett. Uh, but it, I really do now think it, it could, it, knowing Filoni's involved and John himself, uh, they're not going to do anything stupid with this character. Uh, so I do think this this thing is kind of tipping us off a little bit. Uh, obviously keeping our, our speculative juices going for the Mandalorian. It's just generating a ton of buzz already for the show. I mean, the, the, this Boba stuff and really our next topic kind of uh, dovetails off of this one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Boba in the Mando is starting to feel even stronger than uh, Ahsoka in the Mando at this point. Yeah, I mean, at least based off of things that we can point to, concrete evidence that we can point to saying that this person is going to be in it, Clearly, you know, Boba with this armor, potential armor reveal and our next story, like you mentioned, that dovetails off of it. Um, you know, Tamira Morrison himself has has at one point listed on his own CV that that he was going to be that he is in uh, uh, Mandalorian season two as Boba Fett. Have they finally scrubbed that listing? Because I mean, I, I took a picture it. of it. So we will just move on to that one. Yeah, we can move on there, but yeah, we'll but, we'll keep talking about Boba Fett and Mandalorian. I mean, just just based on this tease, uh, there's there there's very strong evidence that there's a jetpack and a Mando helmet on Din's speeder. There's also strong evidence that he is on Tatooine. Uh, and like I said earlier, if you tie all that back to the uh, Stinger episode five, season one, with the with the Spurs. It's, things are starting to line up a bit. You know, yeah. why, why does Mando have to go back to Tatooine? Well, is, is Fennec, is she really dead? Why did, why did that person walk over her body? What's going on? Uh, it's really the fun part now. If Boba truly is in it, uh, 
why do these two link up? Is it contentious? Is it to kind of help each other out, but it's still contentious? Or is uh, is there more understanding now on Boba's part of the Mandalorian culture? Uh, we know Din subscribes to the creed. Uh, is Boba just trying to get back in in with a group? I don't know. Maybe he's reformed. Maybe spending some time in the Sarlacc's gut fucking changed him. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is the interesting stuff now for me. It's like if if Boba's truly in here, what is what's the reason? Yeah, I mean, and if they follow old legends, then then at a certain point, he does kind of come around to more of a trying to live up to the Mandalorian way of life a little All bit right. more. Okay, well, maybe so. that's the the way they'll go. But I I would prefer their relationship to to be sort of contentious, but potentially build towards a a a partnership of sorts. Yes, like almost a redemption for for Boba. Yeah, because I, I mean, so. he, it's not like he was ever firmly in the Empire faction. I mean, I think he truly was a bounty hunter, would have done whatever for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way we were given to we were given Boba, I mean, he was essentially Vader's de facto henchman. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was a bad guy. Like, if you just base <laughs> yes, your, exactly. your knowledge off of him. He was fucking with our dudes. He was yeah. fucking with Han and he tried to fuck with Luke and he got burnt. Yeah, you know, he he brings Han in to fucking, you know, to Jabba and, you know, he's hanging up there on the wall. Jabba is, he's in Jabba's palace in, in uh, episode six and that's where he finds his demise by the hands of the Sarlacc pit and a blind Han Solo. So <laughs> to all, for all that we know, based off of current canon, yeah, for all that we know, based off of current canon, he is a bad guy and we've yeah, never seen yeah, him so, run a bounty for, you know, the good side, so... I, I kind of think, uh, uh, what do they call it? The, the, re, the re-education of Boba Fett could, could yes. be nice. Yeah. Uh, no, what, what happens? What, what are prisoners supposed to do? Oh, it's, oh man. Like, is it reform themselves? I don't yeah. know. Uh, I mean, yeah. Reform is not a bad word to use. Yeah, yeah. That, that works too, but there is a word. It's just escaping my, my poo-poo up in my head here. So <laughs> uh, either way, uh, as we said, I mean, th- this this little... Uh, topic here the, the the whole speeder bike and the outlines thing is is only further bolstered by a, a another uh, boba fett slash mandalorian tidbit that kind of came out in between uh, last week and this week's show um but tamir morrison the guy that portrayed Django fett and essentially every clone i mean he is the clone template He's uh, from out there. I think he's New Zealand. I don't know if he lives in Australia now, but either way, he, he's out in those two fake islands that we talk about that yeah. actually exist. And there is a, a talent agency site out there called Showcast. And I did, I did check into this. This, this Showcast site is legit. Uh, and, and as of, I even think this Sunday, his listing was still marked and updated. If you're on the live stream, hopefully you can see the graphic here. But uh, his his profile, his headshot on the Showcast site, which is a talent agency for Australian and New Zealand actors and actresses. Yep. His his most recent credit is listed in 2020 as television role of Boba Fett production, The Mandalorian season two post-production, meaning the show is in post uh, company, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Disney Plus directors various. Uh, this isn't like a Reddit post. 
No, yeah, uh, this, it, it wasn't doctored. I mean, Nick's telling me now if we go out to the listing, which I might gone. be able to. They've is the whole listing gone, or they just deleted that entry? No, they just deleted that entry off of his. So this is a working, you know, page, and they just okay. deleted. Well, the that all right, it, it's it's official. Boba Fett is motherfucking in Mandalorian season two. Yeah, because Nick's right. I, I just opened the live version again. If you're on the live stream, you can see it now. Notice. Here's a live version. Oh, uh, feature film, just Peter Bartlett. Ha, 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 ha. But if you go back to the screenshot version, I'm surprised we haven't got a cease and desist yet. Uh, you can see that the Boba Fett role was added in. So either someone hacked his account and was fucking with him, or the, the, the talent agency got a little uh, excited about the Mandalorian trailer. And they're like, oh, fuck it, the trailer's out. Let's just go ahead and start announcing yeah. what our, our clients are into. Yeah, maybe they didn't get a, a full order of the NDA. They didn't know when it ended, but they probably assumed, well, like, well, this movie here, Occupation Rainfall, Rainfalls in post-production, so is Mando, so why can't we put it up there? We're trying to get our boy some work. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, this looks legit. You can scroll all the way down, see every role that he's ever been in from all the way back from 1972. And like, you know, this this has this has everything that you would need to know as a casting director for somebody either you know who who wants to cast somebody who lives in australia new zealand or anything like that but you know you can see the the um the credit for episode two on here too as Django fett you can see the voiceover credit for Django fett and star wars Bounty yeah Hunter. i mean so the sites is legit as fuck and yeah. the fact that like nick said they, they've gone and edited it, that 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 almost you know kind of tips the hand more than just throwing it up there uh, you know, deleting it and not even coming out and saying anything about it. That's just kind of like, oh shit, damage yeah, is like, done. Let's just kind of do it. And hopefully uh, assholes like Matt and Nick won't talk too much yeah, about it. My bad. <laughs> that was a, that was a, my bad moment by fucking. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> uh, I mean, based on the, the trailer and, and you sluice out there finding those, those blurry outlines of a, of a jet pack and the helmet and, and Tamara's uh, listing pretty much outing it. There's a, I'm feeling as strong as you possibly can feel on Boba being in Mando S2 in some form or fashion. Uh, Trevor here in the peanut gallery said, I mean, it could be flashback based. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, really, any Boba content would be value added to me. Because uh, yeah. a guy really, and I, I joke about it sometimes, but I am being serious. Like based on his on screen action, he's a bozo. It's fucking bozo. You don't really know shit about him outside. He'll he'll do whatever Vader wants. He's still afraid to stand up to Vader. Doesn't matter. Uh, and he's just kind of a he. He lucks into shit. Um. So, I'm I'm. Um, you talked to 2019, Matt. Obviously, a lot of shit's going on differently. <laughs> I was very anti Boba and Mando because I felt like it would take some of the shine, some of the spotlight off of our dude. Uh, but now I, I really think, and knowing the people behind the show, it, it, if he's in there, which he's in there, it, it's going to be done in a way that's not only going to enhance our Mandalorian, but I think it will enhance Boba Fett and ultimately the the Star Wars lore in general. Yeah, I agree. So looking forward to seeing Boba and Mando this season as we're now taking it to the bank that he's going to be in there. And yeah, I just really want to see how they use him and if they use him in a way that does kind of try to 
you know, redeem him, I guess you would say, quote unquote, as a character. That would, I, I think that would be the most interesting. I mean, if he's just going to be the same old bad guy and throwing wrenches into Din's plans, it's like, okay, we, we've kind of been there before. I mean, he was, yeah. he was chasing the, the Falcon essentially thanks to the special edition from episodes four through end of five. And then he, he was mixed up with the gang again at the beginning of six. Uh, I, I think the more interesting take, like you said, is is rehabbing the image of Boba and kind of bringing him back into the the, the creed of the yeah, Mandos. Exactly. So, but he also there. helps with the main quest. Yeah, he's got to he's got to provide right. something. I think right. that's one thing that we've realized about all of these characters so far, at least in Mandalorian season one, is that everybody that he's interacted with in any meaningful way has given him something he needs to to further his his quest. I mean, dude, just think, like, doing. the more I think about it, it's like, it'll just be refreshing to hear Boba say more than, like, half a sentence. Yeah. He's no good to me dead. He's no good. Put him in the cargo hold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, that, that was his empire lines, right? Yeah, that's it. And then in, uh, in, in, yeah. in return, he, he says nothing. He, yeah, he, he flirts. Ah! He flirts with a dancer. He, he doesn't flies even, you don't even hear him. He just, you just see him looking at her. <laughs> yeah, and he flirts with a dancer. He like rubs her chin. And then he makes the bad move of trying to fight a Jedi and a blind guy and a Wookiee. Yep. And the only other dialogue we get out of him is, oh! And he, I mean, he didn't get the full Wilhelm death, but he pretty much did. Yeah, yeah, it was about as close as you can So, get. I mean, it, just, just, <laughs> just hearing Boba Fett fucking talk... Like, yeah. like, like he did in the Clone Wars as, as a person slash clone would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't get it confused either. This isn't Django Fett, everybody. It is yeah. the same actor. It's right. Boba Fett. Right. If so. it's Django Fett, all he would say would be curious. Like him and, him and uh, Ewan McGregor would just sit there back and forth going, curious, 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 <laughs> curious. Yeah. Boba, who da who da Right. And he goes uh-huh. in there and shuts, shuts the, shuts the closet. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, there's still an opportunity to put him in, in Kenobi, too. You already got him signed on for one Disney Plus show. Just throw him in Kenobi. Yeah, Have why not? He, he down be, Kenobi. Yeah. I mean, this motherfucker, he's going to be the busiest Star Wars actor ever because he's going to be playing Rex, Cody, Boba, uh, yeah. you name it, Wolf, any, any fucking clone that survived, man. He's all signed Tamara up. <laughs> Bring him back into the fold, full. Just keep him on the payroll. Just have him, just have him around the office. I like the dude a- too. I mean, I, I, I liked him from obviously the, the the prequels, but I mean, he's Aquaman's dad. Tamira yeah. Morrison actually used to be one of the most common guests before Disney bought Star Wars. They, you know, that they would have at the Disney parks, they would have Star Wars weekends and stuff like that, where you would have actors from. The movies come and, and, you know, give speeches, you know, do the parade and everything like that at, at the park. And he was he was one of the more common ones that you would see. Like he was there. I went to probably four or five Star Wars weekends and he was there for every one of them. And well, you know, that just goes to show you, I mean, he needs some work. So, yeah. I mean, this Disney Plus stuff could be a dream come true for a guy that played a clone. Yeah, exactly. Unlimited uh, roles. Yes. <laughs> like unlimited power. Uh, we're not done with the man though yet. And this one is a, this is a take it to a banker. I mean, uh, Jean Carlo again. Yeah. Has been the all-star promoter, uh, little, uh, insight sprinkler for the Mandalorian season two. Uh, I mean, I don't know if this guy's gotten yelled at at this point in time <laughs> with some of the shit he's saying in interviews. 
Uh, but I, I'm starting to think that we can pretty much take him at his word whenever he says something as fact. And just recently, he was doing an interview with uh, somebody. Uh, that doesn't matter, right? Because he wasn't people, doing an interview with us, so who gives a shit? People, not People Magazine, because it wasn't the mag. It was the online arm of People, whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, because he was. I mean, did he win the Emmy? I know Mando won. I believe seven out of the fifteen noms, which is fucking money. And Ludwig won for the music. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think Giancarlo. Who knows? Either way, Mando, bravo, bravo. We're not going to go through their wins. <laughs> Good for them. They won awards. Uh, but he, here's what he said. We're living in a universe that is huge and there's so much to explore. So I think the show is going to lay the groundwork for the depth and breadth that's going to come in season three and season four, where you're really going to start to get answers. Okay. That is basically hard confirmation that it's at least four seasons. Not that it ends at four, that it's at least four. Right. He's pretty much saying, hey, a lot of shit you're going to see, you saw last season and this season, we're we're still not going to even get close to revealing the big end game, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The big end game, like why is all this happening? But he said, we'll be laying the groundwork and, you know, maybe by end of three, four, you're going to start seeing exactly what's going on. So he, he is just, he excels at these little just kind of juicy open-ended nothing statements but there's a ton to unpack in there giving a ton of information without really giving any you know like it's a ton of information to know that mando is planned for at least four seasons but logically we could have probably figured that out you know we know that this three's show guaranteed. Is, I mean, yeah. three is definitely. I mean, Favreau was writing it. He's already even, working on three, right? So that that is guaranteed. Four. I mean, we're not stupid. I mean, why do you think Mando Mondays popped up? Uh, Lucasfilm <laughs> understands they have a juggernaut on their hands now. So uh, I, I think there are probably plans to keep this thing going, maybe Walking Dead style. Yeah. Uh, for a decade or more and have shit spin out of it and, and start their own series. Uh, but it, I, I guess it's just nice to know, like, hey, for the next two years, unless we all kill each other, Mando is being written in a way that they're laying groundwork for some big, big narrative reveals down the road. Yeah. And I mean, given what he's saying, you know, that these things are coming season three and season four, it almost seems like you know, um, his character uh, of Moff Gideon is going to be around that long too. It's not like he's going to be a one-off one season villain, but potentially we could see Moff Gideon last the entire breadth of seasons, you know, one through four, which would be really interesting. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I think he is, uh, you never know. You really don't know, especially with the shit he said. Like, he's going to be having conversations with Din. He's going to be Dude. working with Din. He's going to be alone with the child. And this is just all in season two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but it's you, almost like, you, you know, when you play those video games, it's typically RPGs where, like, right when you start the game, you see the end game boss. Like, 15 minutes in the game, you're like, holy shit. And then, like, they, they make you, like, whack at the end game boss for a little bit. You know, you can't beat him. But. Then later down the line, he's there through the whole game, but then bang, at the very end of the game, you fight him, and then finally you take him down. Yeah, you, you've learned your lessons, you've got the right gear now, yeah. you, you know, you got the special magic, you can take him out. Yeah, that could potentially um, be what we're seeing with Moff Gideon, is like, you get an early reveal, but you know that this is, 
you know, he is going to be around for a little while. Yeah, so. or or it could be, you know, kind of how the Walking Dead sprinkled in their their main antagonists. He's there for a couple seasons, does some major shit, pushes, you know, the good guy's story along, and then, uh-oh, here comes a Negan. Oh, you guys thought you had a bad with these people. Now fucking Negan's here. And now, you know, the these other, the Whisperers have taken over the, the, the Negan villain. Uh, or he could be just like we had throughout the first uh, three films, four through six. Your big bad was essentially Vader. I mean, they, they, they mentioned the Emperor. He showed up at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so Moff could just be consistently the, the, the one that is always thwarting Mando and Mando's always trying to uh, thwart his ass, but uh, I, I love Esposito being involved. Uh, we did get from the peanut gallery that apparently he did win an Emmy. Okay, congratulations. Uh, which doesn't surprise me. The, the, the guy's a fucking pimp. I mean, the guy kills everything he does. I mean, he'll be great voicing in that Far Cry game that's coming out. You, you know he will be, so... Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, cheers to Jean Carlo and, and giving us stuff without really giving us anything. Yeah. Yeah. Again, l- a lot of information without a lot of information spoiled. So here's, uh, this is a good one from Jay Rue Drew in, in the peanut gallery here. He's asking, will we get Drew a season Jones. of the show where Mando is literally searching for the child the whole season? And I wouldn't see why not. I mean, that, that's very, it'd yeah. be a great way to end too. He loses him. And that's the cliffhanger. You know, we all love that. I mean, a lot of us bitch like we want everything right away. But we also love when a when a show ends a season on a just an absolutely insane cliffhanger. Yeah. Because then you're just going like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Like, what is going to happen? They got the fucking baby. Yeah. I mean, Uh, now that we know what we know, too, about, you know, the, the, you know, the emperor being alive, the eternal emperor on Exegol, his resurrection plan and everything like that. There could be a thread tied all the way from this show to the end of the Skywalker saga in its entirety, because you would figure that if you're res, if you're trying to literally resurrect somebody's force essence, then you might need a, a force infusion. And what better to come from than, you know, a powerful force being like the baby. And, you know, maybe Moff Gideon is one of the few, people out there who know of this plan who he was one of the few uh imperial officers that was given this information i mean there's a lot that could come of this show especially given the the people that are involved and then you know this this overhanging uh you know this overhanging narrative thread of the baby's force powers and how well well, i mean we we could almost set this up Uh, i mean din doesn't know a jedi from uh, you know his ass in a hole in the ground right yeah he could very easily get duped into getting it to a shithead yeah that's exactly Uh, what i said last uh, week right and then he realizes like oh kind of like episode three where he he completes his mission he turns that poor little thing over yeah but it, it eats him and it's not till he sees the little shifter knob that he's like, you fucking jerk off. Like, you're a jerk off. And he goes back and gets him. So, uh, I mean, that's a good question from Drew there. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he would search the whole season because I think fans would have strokes if they had to live <laughs> with that anxiety, you know, just in between season two and three and then until he reunites with them again. But I could see, you know, maybe not until the end of the of the season premiere or maybe the, the second episode of the season where he gets him back and we, we kind of shift into a the whole new thread. Because, I mean, let's be real. It, 
we can't really say it for this show, but most season-based television, the penultimate episode tends to wrap that current season's main thread while the final episode starts laying the groundwork for the new season. Yeah. That didn't technically happen in season one of Mando, because, I mean, episode eight, it, it, it wrapped the, the whole Gideon the whole standoff. Like the seven ended thing. on a pretty hard Exactly. So Mando didn't follow that formula, but that formula is used in pretty much any other program out there. I mean, I'm, I'm just now going through the Sopranos, like I said, and the end of season one, I mean, episode 12, most of the big shit happens in 13. It's just kind of like resolving some of the season one big stuff, but also kind of laying, you know, you know, setting up the, the, the picnic table and all the fixings for uh, season two. So uh, we could see that happen now, now that the show has, it, it, you know, it's it's proven itself. They've already talked about they're they're going to try different things with the narrative. It's not just going to be Mando centric in terms of its delivery. Uh, so yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Good question there from mm-hmm. the peanut gallery. No, yeah, I like that. I like that idea. So keep keep your eyes open for two more years at least, Mando. Right. Oh, and, and again, sorry, peanut gallery. Those listening, I know you don't get to uh, get involved. You just got to join the live streams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people have been addressing the the Pedro rumor. We didn't talk about it because it's bullshit. All right, Grace Randolph, yeah. Mike Zero, Doomcock, Cosmic Book News. These people like to play in the nonsense, toxic Star Wars clickbait shit. Yeah, and it works. I mean, they get a ton of fucking play and views, and they have large audiences. And you know, our fans obviously get wind of it and are asking us. But it if if shit doesn't show up on Reddit. That should be your litmus test of how much bullshit it is. And uh, back to the Pedro thing. Uh, what's his name? Nick Phil? Sh- is it Schrock? Stroke? Strizic? Uh, Shostak. Yeah, whatever the fuck his Phil name Shostak is. Shostak. But I mean, he just put out on Twitter that, that he visited Mando like the last month of production and, and Pedro was hanging out having a good time. And, and yeah. this, the, the story is Pedro hates life. He quit. Uh, because he doesn't like wearing the helmet anymore. It's just like, you fucking dumb fucks. Yeah, I mean, and and look, here's the thing. If you want to worry about anything in terms of Mando, you know, like the actors themselves and what could potentially derail this show, you should be more worried about Pedro and Gina because we talked about this a little bit. Like, Gina's an idiot on Twitter and she's been doing some really questionable things in terms of is she her, still going? I mean, I don't actively I mean, monitor I don't, shit. If it, if it pops up on like my Star Wars feeds, I'll, I'll look at it. But it's I mean, at this point, like she's come out and said that she supports everybody's, you know. Oh, so someone you know, got into her ear then. Said, yeah. Hey, you know, she supports everybody's right to be whatever they want and stuff like that. But there was, you know, <laughs> like she was going out there and she had a lot of controversial things to say about the the, you know, uh the the transgender you know community and stuff okay like so that, that. that was legit and she was like actively blocking i don't know if she was actively blocking but she definitely did have a long thread conversation <laughs> where she's saying that she doesn't care like she doesn't understand the purpose of like putting the he him he you know she her pronouns and people's you know stuff like that and she basically dismissed a lot of what transgender people <sighs> consider important things i don't i, I mean I, I really do not understand those who take up their own time 
and 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 uh, brain power to worry about what other people want to do with their lives. Yeah, and then who pa- gives a shit? Yeah, and then Pedro on his Twitter very prominently has in his headline Pedro Pascal he slash him. So if you want to have any sort of like, oh my God, this is gonna wreck Mando. It may be that you know Pedro is very firmly. So he's not gender right. He's not it. He's not someone trying to get in trouble. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, but it's, say, it's like, you know, I'm not someone that feels the need that I have to list my pronouns. It's just something I don't think about. But those that want to fine, who yeah, fucking and cares? I, like, and I, I don't, don't understand. Pe- there's people, would... especially in this country, that it, it, it drives them mad. Like there's people that, that want to enact legislation over how people want to live. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah, like worry I worry about I just, your own fucking self. The golden rule. You don't need fucking God. The golden fucking rule. <laughs> Do unto those as you want done unto yourself, you fucks. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know why. And then also, I just don't understand why celebrities in general, like why Gina found it necessary to even respond to those, you know, morons, man, fucking no, no brain, like legitimately zero brain power, zero foresight. Any of these people and like you get, Oh, cancel. It's not cancel culture. They're the ones fucking putting stupid shit out there. Yeah. You can say whatever you want, but uh, private companies can also do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. That's also a freedom. You constitution reading fucks. (laughs) Everyone quoting shit they have no idea yeah. about. It's my right to be in a store. No, it's not. Someone owns that fucking store. Yeah, and if they want you to wear a mask <laughs> or if they want you to walk in with a plunger up your asshole, you're going to have to do it if you want to shop there. Yeah, dude, that's a privately owned business, so they can do fucking whatever. But I mean, just go look at Pedro on social media. I mean, you could say whatever you want that he did, that he hates the Mandalorian. He, he, he doesn't enjoy his time on the show or anything it's like fucking that. Bullshit. Like, his fucking Twitter feed is filled with. Look at this Mandalorian. You know, Mandalorian, congratulations, winning seven Emmy Award. Every Emmy Award that they got, he he retweeted. Right. You know, one, two, three, four. He's it, got, it's like, just, he it's a, a shame, man. Lover. It's a shame. It, it's again, it's why I fucking hate trying to be somewhat in this Star Wars fan universe that we've got ourselves into. Yeah. Because uh, we, you know, we're, uh, we talk like shit or I talk like shit. I wouldn't say our show's really meant for kids, but we really don't do a lot of fuckery. In terms of just putting out shit to put out shit so people go, ooh, or, or just trying to stir the pot to stir the pot. It's But people live for this. I mean, it's the whole doom scrolling stuff. All humans want now is to be miserable. And it makes no fucking sense. It makes no fucking sense. It, it's go watch. If you guys haven't already, just talking about social media and doom scrolling, go watch on Netflix The Social Dilemma. Uh, I, I, I don't, I've heard about this. I don't even think I could handle watching something like this because I think my eyes would fucking pop out of my head. I think it's like... People don't understand. All this shit is, is literally programmed by other humans to fuck you up. Yeah. They know it. Facebook knows it. Twitter knows it. Insta knows it. They literally get in there and tweak their code to show you shit that they know is going to get you crazy because yeah. it means more clicks. Just go, just go watch it. It's good. Like Taylor and I watched it, but we're both social. We're like we're literally social media professionals, marketing professionals. So like we watched it and we knew we we're like, yeah, of course. Like yes, we know how this works. Yes, we know that it does that. And then both of us are pretty good about not being on social media all that much. Like 
If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I haven't made a post in fucking God knows how long. Yeah, Nick doesn't do shit. I I do a lot of stuff because of these (laughs) dumb ventures we get into in the toy photography. But I am a doom scroller. I'm sitting here yelling and I'm the same fucking idiot that I'm yelling at. Yeah, so I mean. But it's because I've I've programmed my social media to make me feel like shit. (laughs) It's me. I've done it. I, I think it's it's worth a it's it's worth a watch even if you if you know it exists because then you get to see a little bit more like how evil know. it is like it, it's fucking humans doing this to humans and they know it and they're profiting from it and loving it i think it's like yeah facebook it's, should go to hell like literally <laughs> facebook everyone there should go to fucking hell if you believe in hell because they actively know what the fuck they're doing and they don't give a fuck yeah it's it's tough to, I mean, it's, it's machines, you know, it's machines that are built to, to literally have you stay on there as long as possible. You're right, Nick, but the machines can't do shit until people tell them what to do. And the programmers are the ones telling these machines to, Hey, Nick clicks on this stuff. So show it to him a lot. He'll click more and it may get him him upset and he'll share it. And it's, 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 it's 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 definitely built to, to, to (laughs) present things to you that it knows that you will interact with. Right. Which is why I don't really interact with things on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. Like I'll go through and I'll look at it and even looking at it, they can tell how much, like when you spend time looking at something a little bit more, but still (laughs) the, the least, the, the less you interact, the less it can actually affect you in, in terms of your humanity. Damn so straight. It's just this fucking Instagrams what got me all worked up. It's like, I, I need the interaction on my, my toy photography. I don't, I don't really get that, but all the other stuff I don't need. I, I literally don't need. I should do, if I deleted Hootsuite, my life would be a lot better. I, I wouldn't sit here and think about the end of the world every fucking two seconds, but Either way, if we're still here in, uh, what, 2022, we'll be getting season four, hopefully, of The Mandalorian. Uh, who's going to be playing? Boba Fett will be playing Din Djarin because Pedro Pascal hates Disney. Yeah. Uh, Cara Dune will be replaced by, uh, who's going to take her role? Oh, man. Cara can be. Cara will just, they'll just, they'll uh, resuscitate IG-11. No, IG-11 will just um, magically come back to life and be called Cara-11. Yeah. Uh, but so. here we are. Here we are. There's my. There's our two cents on Mando or Pedro doesn't like wearing the helmet. Also, like I said last week, too, Pedro doesn't wear the helmet most of the time. It's stomp people. Yeah, right. Now, we did get, I, I forgot to tell you, I don't know if you saw it, Nick, but we did uh, sell another hat. Oh, we, yeah. Uh, actually, we I did check that. We Brando, only have hats Brando Calrissian is in here right now. He, he snagged the hat. Nice. And our, uh, our, our German buddy, SWTBS. I think that's what it is. Uh, SWTTBS. SWTBS uh, Wildwing. There you go. His hat showed up. Like, I, I mean, nice. we got a hat to Germany quicker than Canada. That's weird, but hey. <laughs> I don't fucking know. In, in terms of the Australia shipment, who the fuck knows where that's at yeah, this point Greg's, in time? Greg's about to fly to the Chicago airport himself and just pick him up. Right. And then fly you, got, you got to talk to Captain Twinkle Tits about that. But Greg, speaking of Greg, how <laughs> about last week? You got to love him. Greg Greg shoots the first shot over the bow at, at Kessel Run's transmissions. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. You gotta love that guy. I mean, dude, I that, that's that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I guess that's what I asked for, and he did it. But he's like, "Yo, fuck these." <laughs> <laughs> 
it's gone. It was a story, but it was it was pure Greg. He's basically like, yo, fuck these assholes. I love the Star Wars time show. I mean, Eat a dick. If you, like, if yeah. you look at Star Wars leaks now, there's no leaks. <laughs> yeah. Like it's literally like Star Wars leaks is now like here's the official Mando season two trailer. Here's an article from Hollywood Reporter. Here's an article from Deadline. Here's something right. directly from StarWars.com. Like, there's no leaks on there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Greg took down KRT, but I think they replied yeah. to him with an LOL. They, they so. did. They hit him with the LOL. That, that goes to show you how puny we are. Because we, we, all I have to do is look at any of our social accounts. Like, okay, these guys are fucking jerk-offs. So there we go. <laughs> But yeah, that was good. He's he's sending the shots across that's, already. That's my boy, Greg. You gotta love the guy. I guess the KRT janitor that they had as their source got fired from. You know, you got you got for. <laughs> well, I, for I forgot. COVID. Like the, the one guy's like, if this doesn't hit, I'm never doing scoops again. It's like, well, it didn't hit, so it's like better, you shouldn't do it again. Stick to your word. <laughs> All right, dude. So kind of shifting out of Mando. A lot of good stuff there. I mean, it's uh, you know a little more than a month away, but it'll be here before you know it. I'm kind of enjoying the downtime now because I know once the 30th hits, I'm looking at at least uh, what eight eight weeks of of intense Fridays. Uh, we were talking on our Discord, Nick. I don't know if you saw this, but apparently you can group watch in Disney Plus now. I saw that they were, they, yeah, that they released that function. We were thinking of maybe some sort of Star Wars time show watch party. I mean, obviously I'll have seen it like nine times before <laughs> I get to that version, but I, it could be fun, something to do, at least with the... Uh, the hardcore degenerates that that come to the live stream and then show up in in Discord. Yeah, uh, I hope I hope Tones is all right. He's usually always here. I'm a little concerned that he's not here. Uh, a few others have dropped out just because they've gotten back to normal life. Cryo, uh, Baron is working. Uh, but anyways, comic time, Nick. Comic time. Indeed. Comics time. And I, I, I hope they don't keep up this release schedule with Darth Vader 2020 and the proper Star Wars 2020. Because if they do, they're, we're getting essentially double drop weeks every month going out. Because yeah. uh, last week we got Darth Vader number 5 2020. And then we got Star Wars number 6 2020. Uh, and they, they sort of cross-reference each other, which was kind of neat. But I'm going to go ahead and start with Vader here. Um, now Nico saying on the group watch, you can only do six at a time. Well, hey, Nico, it's a Star Wars time show. I don't, I don't, six people I don't think we that. have more than six dedicated fans anyway. So, we'll, but hey, we'll, if we can we'll try get six out. fans going and you know, maybe <laughs> I'm we'll up for it. I just, I maybe well. we'll do it on like Saturdays or, or whatever and in like middle of the day so we can get some of the uh, international fans. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? We'll, we'll see what we can work out. But right now, it, it's it's comic book time. Uh, so quick note, spoilers here for Darth Vader number five. If, if you're into reading shit, you might want to tune out for a bit. I'm not going to recap the whole damn thing, but I am going to kind of go over the bigger moments. That's what I do. I put these videos out and uh, mostly recap what I find to be the interesting new canon entries that they provide, as well as any uh, Easter eggs from uh, past Star Wars. So uh, Vader number five, Nick, was essentially the end of this first run. You know how they typically do a, a volume. It'll tell a tale. Uh, this tale, we've seen Vader essentially kick his son's ass and get pissed because he thinks his son is a wuss. So he goes on a journey looking for those who may have made his son a wuss. And when we last left Vader, he was on Naboo. Uh, he was fucking with the Amidalans. Yep. Uh, he was at Padme's 
tomb, essentially. Uh, so we pick right back up there, and he is literally using the force to disturb his dead wife's tomb because he's, a, you know, he's kind of a dick. He is. But he has one of his flashbacks to when he was actually killing his wife and choking her out. And because we know Anakin's still in there, at that point he pauses. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm not going to destroy the tomb. But he opened it enough to allow Zed the robot to scan. And lo and behold, they find a medical implant. And what does this medical implant give Vader? Well, it gives him the location of an iconic Star Wars planet, Polis Massa. Yeah. And you may, you may be asking, where the fuck is that? And I'll tell you. It is that moon base that Kenobi, uh, Bale, and any Yoda. of the survivors uh, rendezvoused at. And it's the, it's the birthplace of the, the space twins. Yes. The Skywalker babies were born on Polis Masa. So Vader finds this out. And that's when he's like, okay, I'm finally, I'm, I'm getting somewhere. I think I'm finally going to figure out who was doing shit with Padme and who potentially could have done something with my son. So naturally he heads over to Polis. He doesn't even fuck with the Amadons. He's like, whatever, I'm going here. If you want to follow me, have at it. Because he's a fucking pimp, right? He's a fucking pimp. We're talking about Darth Vader. It's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Pretty like much. Kid. I mean, he, he, uh, 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 the death troopers are ready to shoot him as Vader's leaving uh, Naboo. And he's like, hey, fucking chill out. Just let him go. Who cares? So uh, he and the bot, they, they arrive on Polis. It's, it's been blown up by the Empire, but uh, we can still see some of the structures we see in Revenge of the Sith. And we get an egg right away. We've got one of those midwife droids there that literally has a shovel on its hands. Yeah. I've always thought this like, George, a little, little graphic for uh, Revenge of the Sith, but it, they literally have, I'm going to call it, it, it's like a pussy shovel. <laughs> Go back and watch Revenge of the Sith and tell me I'm not wrong. No, I know what you're it's talking about. It's <laughs> literally shaped almost like a, a dildo that's hollowed out so it could kind of go in there and scoop out the baby. Right? Okay, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Got to get graphic. Uh, but, you know, it's a big boy show. So we get an Easter egg there. And, then, and they start kind of scanning for information. Did anyone leave any logs? Because Vader really is like, okay, this, this is the place. I'm going to find something here. I'm going to find what I've been looking for. And they, they, they find something. They, they get the hollow recordings of Padme's ship coming in with Kenobi on the radio. Uh-oh. And what do you think that does? That sends him probably into a rage. Yeah, our buddy Vader is, still has a little bit of a grudge for <laughs> Kenobi at this point. And mind you, Nick, he's already fucking killed him. Okay? This is post-Empire Strikes Back Darth Vader. Still, like, this is a static comic book. Yeah. And, and when, when the bot said Kenobi, you could fucking see Vader seething under the helmet. Like, I knew that fucker had a hand <laughs> in, in, in Padme's final moments and my possibly the birth of my son, my pussy son. I mean, he's so, got two legs and an arm worth of grudge, so that doesn't go away too easily. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, so he gets that information. And uh, at, at this time, lo and behold, what do you think, ha- do you think happens? Well, the, the Amidalans show up with a fleet. Oh, my God. Hey, a fleet. Vader walks out to the balcony pissed as fuck. Like, he has got the dark side raging now because he heard the name Kenobi. Again, he's killed the guy. He's exacted supposedly his revenge yeah. on Kenobi at this point in time. 
but he's still fucking pissed. So what do you think he does to the fleet? I imagine he would just take them out. And- by himself. <laughs> Literally by himself. A few of the death troopers were on some cannons and flanked them, but he is ripping Arc 170s out of the sky with the force, Naboo N1 starfighters with the force. Wow. Literally just creates a pile of bodies and wrecked spaceships. In what felt like 30 seconds, he essentially takes on the Amidalan fleet and ground forces and annihilates them. Yeah, I mean, what are you <laughs> going to do versus... It's Darth fucking Vader. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Man. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it, it just shows you what he can do when he is angry and when he oh. can focus his anger, in particular that Kenobi anger. I mean, the guy took out a fucking fleet. I'm not talking two ships. I'm talking upwards of 12 fighters and ground forces. <laughs> And it was him and, and like three death troopers and they win. Yeah, he's the, a badass motherfucker. <laughs> now the, the the tricky part comes in after all that, he, he still doesn't quite have that information. But what do you think happens? He, they roll up on the baby scooper, right? So the actual matron droid. The, yes, the midwife droid that was used to deliver the twins. They okay. roll up on it, and because Vader's Vader and he's got some technical know-how, he he gets it back on and he gets it to play its last message. And this last message is an egg itself because it is Padme's dying words essentially to Kenobi saying, There's still good in him. There's right? still good in him. There's still good in him, Ben, essentially. Yeah. And, and there again, you can see under Vader in a static format, like this is a comic book page. You can just see the depression and grief just run rush through him. Like, uh, I did it. I fucking killed her. She still loved me when she died. But because Kenobi's involved, he, he's allowed to kind of gloss over on that. And he just, again, gets, gets angry. Uh, they roll out. And by they, I mean him and Zed until Zed says, she mentioned Kenobi again. She must have been really fond of him. And oh. that... That ended Zed's life. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vader. Vader yeah. chops him in half. Heads back to his master, and, and just as he thinks he's about to get a good boy, Vader from Palpatine. Palpatine essentially says, "You went on that mission to strengthen your anger, and you come back, and you're nothing but full of grief. You fucking wuss." Yeah. And lights up his fingers. Comic over. We're gonna pick up in issue six. Oof. So Man. it looks like Vader's going to get a little of that Palpatine uh, lightning motivation for coming back still mentally broken over all of his acts that he committed as Anakin slash Vader. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty strong end to that little arc there, that Amidalan, you know, Naboo arc. Um, I mean, but like what else can Vader do now? I mean, like, you know, He's he's found most of the information, I guess, if he's looking for you. So now you know that, you know, Kenobi was right. That, that's that's what I was going to say. So, I mean, he knows for a fact now that Kenobi had a, a large hand in his son's hiding his son from him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's probably put two and two together now. You know, hey, they probably trained together, this, that, and the other. But he knows now that Kenobi was the one responsible for hiding the kids or being there, uh, being present at Padme's death. Padme still having, you know, reverence for Kenobi. 
all that just kind of solidified his his grudge against the man. But it also, again, this is, I always got to keep reminding myself and everyone, this is post-Empire Vader. Yep. He had just admitted he has a kid. His kid got away. He He's getting some goofy feelings rushing through him now. And this little journey he went on through uh, issues one through five, while he was hoping would just reinforce his 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 hate because of the Sith, their their hate increases their power. But ultimately, as, as Palpatine figured out, all it did was weaken him. It brought the, the, the grief back out, the, the depression, and that is not the mindset Palpatine was hoping his pupil would return in. Yeah. No, it's, uh, so it was, a, it was an all right uh, issue. I mean, again, it was kind of a closer, so it, I wouldn't say it was my favorite of the five, but it was good. It was Vader. We got we got the good old Vader moment, you know, badass moment, which we usually get uh, once a Vader comic. And then uh, return to Paulus Moss and just how Vader is slowly learning canon now how his uh, wife and, and kids were kind of how their uh, end of days played out or her end of days and his kids beginning of days. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, the, the Vader comic. I'm going to move on to star Wars. Number six. Uh, we're still focused on Luke's journey here and I'll try to go quicker on this one. That was a little bit uh, too long of a segment in my opinion, <laughs> pretty much recap the whole thing, but here, Star Wars 6, so we, we uh, uh, left Luke. He was basically getting murdered by Verla. Yes. In a water pit, he was, he was fucked. So we pick up right there, and we get our, our first new little uh, canon entry, and, and it's the fact that R2-D2 truly is the real hero of the Age <laughs> of Rebellion. Like, at this point in time, there is no uh, blowing up the second Death Star without R2, because if it weren't for R2, Luke Skywalker dies in a water hole. He did <laughs> die in a water hole. Like, Luke fucking died in this issue. Oh, Jesus. Like, he drowned. He fucking drowned. But because R2 was there, he was able to shock Verla, break out his master, and resuscitate him. So oh right there God. again, just like in, in episode one, if it weren't for R2... There the would Sky- be no Star Wars. There, there, there are no Skywalker twins. There is no Luke and Leia. Okay? Because Padme's dead. So this is, uh, again, just another out of many examples where R2 really saves the, the destiny or saves the day for the good guys. There we go. So I, I thought that was interesting. It's just like, I mean, no one ever, I think, gives R2 his, his proper praise. I mean, the, the fans might be giving him proper, you know, reverence during oh, yeah, this, yeah. this I, droid, I, I did, I know, did see, droid battle bots. I so. did see the, the battle bot uh, update, so I, I think I know where that went. But So that, that was kind of neat. But anyways, the comic just kind of plays out to show us just how good of a human Luke really is. Uh, it, it just shows you how much of a foil he is to his dad at this point because Verla tried to murder him. Yep. She admits to trying to murder him, yet all Luke can do after he is resuscitated is is just talk to her like a nice guy, make amends, and, and try to figure out where he can find a working lightsaber. Like he's just like, he's like a Mr. Rogers character. Yeah. Literally the person that your murderer, the person that did kill you. And you're just like, look, I understand you're probably scared. And <laughs> just it, it was just, it was just, okay. I mean, 
you, you could see how how good natured he is, and it. I guess if you want to contrast it to what he becomes in TLJ, it just goes to show you how hardcore Ben Solo's turn fucked him. Yeah, exactly. like literally just broke the man uh, because. <laughs> At this point in time in this issue, he's he's still as a you know the Mister Rogers of the Star Wars universe. I mean, you're waiting for him to to, to bust out a sweater and put on some tennis shoes <laughs> and, and sing a nice song to you. Yeah, welcome to the neighborhood. So to make a long story short, short Verla's like, listen, motherfucker, you're an asshole. Anyone trying to be a Jedi, they're they're gonna get killed. You're nuts. I tried it. I had Inquisitors and Vader up my ass left and right until I came here and essentially marooned myself and built booby traps. But I can tell I'm not going to talk you out of it. So here are coordinates to a High Republic era Jedi outpost. There you go. So that was Bringing a nice, you know, the new yep, stuff. Nice little, nice little cannon nod there. Uh, so Luke's like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to head out there. Even though she's like, dude, I, I went there. There's some funky shit there. I don't know if it's dark side voodoo or whatever, but any Jedi that goes there typically gets fucked up or, or leaves without the the trophy being, uh, you know, the any J- Jedi artifacts that are contained within the outpost. So uh, he heads out there. He ends up at this Jedi outpost. It's on Tempest, T-E-M-P-E-S, right? And he gets there, and, and here we go. We got some Easter eggs. There's a holocron sitting there. I mean, you have the, the Jedi sigils on the door. The door only opens with a, a force touch. You can see Temple Guardian armor there, and lo and behold, you see a Temple Guardian lightsaber, the yellow variant. So uh, in this issue, we figure out once and for all how Luke did end up with a yellow lightsaber. I mean, this was teased months ago when we saw the cover yep. of issue six and Luke holding a lightsaber. And I was like, well, how'd that happen? Well, here we go. Verla sent him to a High Republic era Jedi outpost. As soon as he grabs it, a trap is sprung, Nick, and the trap is none other than the, I'm guessing, the, the, the eternally uh, vanquished spirit of the Grand Inquisitor. Okay. The bald guy. You know, the yeah. guy I think was introduced in Star Wars Rebels and has been further fleshed out in the video games and the comics themselves. Yeah. So it seems to me, and he explains it to Luke, essentially the, the Vader has set up this Jedi outpost as a Jedi trap over the years to, to snag Jedi they have missed, snag Force users they had missed through Order 66, through the Inquisition, his own murder of Force users. So Vader and the Emperor essentially banished the Grand Inquisitor's Spirit, I have to call it a spirit. Essence. Yes, but remember, Sith can't do that. So I don't really know what the fuck this is. It's he comes back and he's he's literally on fire. He's not a blue spirit like a, okay. like a Jedi, and, and he can you know interact with the real world because after he tells Luke what's up, he's like, "Listen, motherfucker, you just fell into a trap. You're gonna get your ass kicked, <laughs> so on and so forth." Uh, so they start fighting. Obviously, Luke is a Skywalker. He he's putting up a fight. But as soon as they start fighting, who do you think senses something happening across the galaxy? Poppy Vader probably That's, can tell. That is right. So <laughs> as they usually do, the Star Wars run is starting to bleed into the Vader run a little bit. Because Vader senses this. This is a trap he set up. But because he's sensing some Skywalker juice, literally feels it 
from across the galaxy. Yeah. So he pieces out. He's on his way to the outpost now. We get back to the fight. You know, the Inquisitor, he's a tough motherfucker. He's on fire. Who knows what the fuck he is? <laughs> Sith ghosts, whatever. But Luke, again, he's a Skywalker. He's had a little bit of training from Kenobi. He's had a little bit of training from Yoda. He's getting there. He's no, he's no pushover. And, and the, the Inquisitor's starting to sense this. And, and so is Luke. Luke's like, listen, motherfucker, I'm, the, I'm no pushover. So Luke gets the upper hand. Essentially slices the dude in half. Guess he disappears. Luke has his yellow lightsaber. He heads back to the rebellion. Leia's like, dude... I'm so glad you're back. I'm so <laughs> glad you found the lightsaber. You completed your mission. But everyone's kind of feeling sorry about themselves around here. Could you just give us your best He-Man impression with that saber <laughs> and hold it above your head loud and proud and ignite it and yeah. maybe give these rebels some hope? And he does. So it's a, it's a nice little shot. That's how Luke's thread ends. But we kind of get a little stinger at the end. Vader did ultimately show up at the outpost and he learns through the Inquisitor that he, he missed, missed capturing Luke there. But the person that beat the Inquisitor's ass, definitely strong in the Force. And, and Vader essentially looks at the Inquisitor and says, uh, nice try, loser. You will stay and keep doing my bidding. So he's essentially keeping this, this, this spirit. spirit. Yes, just yeah. an eternal Sith hell. Which is so you can't even like no he he even, can't even his like defeat did not free him correct like he okay. can't leave this outpost nothing he he's just meant to sit there and suffer and burn man that's crazy because like even in even in Kotor like old canon if you were like once you go through the Sith tombs and Korriban at towards the end of the game like in one conversational path you you can actually fight a Junta Paul but then like once you fight his spirit then he is like and you defeat him he's like banished or freed or whatever yeah, yeah I, I, apparently uh, i think vader six may kind of touch on what the fuck vader and the emperor did to the grand inquisitor to get him in this state okay because like i said they, they do kind of cross over with with threads here and there so, yeah, so I was i'll see say, do you think that eventually these two threads may come to like a convergence point at both of their ends yeah yeah i do i do okay. it's like one issue will kind of get into it the other one might finish it but that it usually happens where at least a a thread from one of the issues crosses into the next yeah and um i mean really the the star wars is starting a whole new run because we're on issue six and they typically do five full issues that tell it its own little narrative yeah uh where one through five kind of told the story of how luke lay and lando went back to cloud city to look for shit uh but ended with luke kind of starting his own mission and now it looks like it may focus back on luke being back with the rebellion yeah so, so. Uh, but it's good stuff man i mean those are those are my uh comic canon recaps and eggs for you uh it seems we won't be getting any more till next month i just I, I wish these would get back to at least staggered week you know yeah star wars one week vader the next i don't even like doing two recaps on the show because i start to feel like i'm, I'm losing everyone's attention but <laughs> it, it becomes story time so yeah uh, there we go. Those are our uh, comic book updates. Uh, I, I will commit to Star Wars and Vader 2020. I, I've I've given up on the Bounty Hunter and the uh, Afro runs. They just weren't doing it for me. Not very interesting. But 
Comixology, Marvel Comics app, and if you want to brave physical comic book locations, then they are also available there. So. We got uh, Jay Rue in the chat real quick, and he, and he actually left a comment on my Luke video. So thanks for watching that, buddy. Appreciate it. I need more of you to watch some of these videos so I don't feel like such an asshole for wasting my time to get 30 views. But as they say, it's not about the views, right? It's yeah. just about the community and the content. But what Jay Rue's saying, or Drew, however we're going to say that handle... Uh, he was putting out there, and this is kind of tying into Mandalorian Season 2 trailer, Sasha Banks. He's speculating, could Sasha be playing Verla? That's, yeah. Uh, I mean, now, now, I mean, Verla in, in the comic, she, I, I, she looks older than Sasha Banks. I don't know if that's just because she has, you know, that silver white hair. Uh, it sounds like she was around at the fall of the Republic. Well, yes, and Sasha looks young. Like, right. You know, so so I, I'm not saying it, it, it's a bad guess. I just, I don't know if the timelines match up. Yeah, because you have to figure if Mando is happening six to seven years post ROTJ, then you probably have, you're probably roughly, let's call it eight to nine years out from ESB. Probably. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, Verla to me would, would be older looking than what Sasha looks like. I mean, we didn't see Sasha's hair. She could have fucking white hair underneath that hood. You don't know. Uh, but in terms of the of the actress's appearance age-wise, I don't know if it works. I'm not saying, that, I mean, it's, it's a nice little uh, speculation piece to think on. Uh, I just don't know uh, timeline-wise if, if that character would work for Sasha Banks. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good... A good little piece of speculation. Uh, he, all, I mean, the other point, he is right. That there is a scene where we we see Mando getting drowned uh, under a cage, just like she did to Luke. So uh, there is that Verla is definitely known to try and drown people to death. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I don't know. It, it would be neat. I mean, you, you just you never know with Filoni and Favreau, especially Filoni. I mean, the guy will pull lore out of any medium, I think, at this point, and sprinkle it in if it makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Like, he he will literally use every piece of the carcass. <laughs> like, yeah, he'll so. use the head, he'll use the tail, he'll use the snout. It, it, it wouldn't be bad. I mean, obviously, she had a forced connection, never fully pursued it, but, I mean, th those people are going to be out in this universe, and they probably are still fearful to show themselves after living under uh, Palpatine's rule for all those years and literally being hunted yeah i mean understand a lot of jedi were just straight wiped out others like verla either tried to lose their connection to the force or just stayed in hiding and we're like fuck it ain't worth it yeah man so i mean we, right. we may see that happen in mando season two likely not but it's a potential good, good stuff good stuff i'm telling you these comics always are, are entertaining if you really like the star wars outside of what you get in moving images or the books uh these are perfect for dopes like me where i prefer the moving images over words and shit uh but i i love star wars so much i'm not willing to just completely ignore all, all types words. of words and shit yeah. so words and shit with real ass paint I can I can get down with that. There we go. It's a good mixture. It's a good mixture. I just like how we have so many uh, in in the know phrases now that if you are a new listener, you probably going like you know they always make fun of themselves for being stupid and unintelligent and they're right. Yeah, that's like, like when they the say way that they talk when they talk about <laughs> words and shit and real ass paint, you think we're down in fucking Arkansas or Alabama or something. So. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's about that time then. We're going to move into the fan segment. We're not going to get to the top five quite yet. 
Uh, we've got some other fun stuff planned for you, like the question of the week and the update on the uh, BattleBot tournament. So let's get Slack up and going here. Yep. We have the question uh, of the week up first, which will be a quicker segment than usual. Usually we do 10 responses, but we only got five total responses this week, like Matt said earlier in the show. And look, I'll put it partially on myself. It wasn't a great question this week, but I thought that some of the more creative community members out there would have been able to come up with something good. Apparently not. Yeah, so. we've got some motherfucking Star Wars time show apathy or something. Like, let, let, let's go. Let's yeah, go. We, like, we don't ask just... you to do too much. We only ask you to make us more known than we are and to give us content. Couple I of mean, sentences. It's not, it's not like we're asking you to actually get on the mics. That that may be next. We're, we're, we'll do anything to get more more listeners and views, but come on. So Get the, involved. Uh, the question of the week this week, we'll kick off with that first and then get to our BattleBots update. Um, question of the week is who would your Star Wars, uh, who would be your Star Wars parents? What would you grow up to be? My answer uh, is Luke and Leia. I want to be a little inbred. You want to be an incest baby. I want to so. be an, I want to be an incest hardcore force user. Yeah, I was say you would be like the, you, your body would be like a little right. weird. You might my, be. My eyes might be permanently crossed, but I'll be a fucking badass yeah. with the force. Exactly. So that's essentially what it is. <laughs> who do you want your Star Wars parents to be? Uh, uh, we'll kick off the responses with Darth Hideous, aka Star Wars Toy Seventy Three, aka oh. Bostajan, in the chat. So Matt, you like to read his responses, so why don't you go ahead and take this one? Yes, I, I have to, because I mean, again, he he took us on a journey here. Yeah, he does. He took <laughs> he us on a that. journey. All right, here we go. <clears throat> My parents would be nobodies, just like fucking Ray's parents should have been nobodies. Nobodies that get killed in the war for the Republic so I could hate both sides. So I could channel the hate just like I did with that transdotion kid that picked on me. I had to kill him. I reached out with my hate and crushed his heart. I would learn to manipulate people to get what I needed since I was on my own. I'd learn that I could control people with my thoughts and move things with my mind. The angrier I got, the bigger the objects. Like that one time, I hovered... What the fuck is this? Come on, Bossagen. Like that one time, a hover car careened out of control towards me. With a wave of my hand, I redirected it into a marketplace. I feed on the fear and suffering of those that were injured. Until one day, a robed figure finds me and tells me he senses great things in my future. And then I know... I'm finally where I'm supposed to motherfucking be. A Sith, bitches. <laughs> Look at that. I Look at that. It, and man. that's like a fucking little story he wrote us. I mean, I, I, I screwed it up because I couldn't read. I thought he fucked it up, but he was right. Uh, so it was a bad reading by me, but a great response by uh, Star Wars Toy 73 on Instagram, a.k.a. Darth Hideous, a.k.a. Boss Jan. Yes. So that was a good one. That was probably the best response we got out of the five that we got total, I, I just so. like how, I mean, he literally, he just, he gets right into the role. I mean, he tells I mean this guy, the whole, his whole story, I mean, he, he, be, he became, story. he became the character. Yeah, he did. Of, he of did. the parents. So I like it. I like the, the, the nobody who's filled with hate that, that joins the <laughs> Sith. So that was a good the story. The ocean kid that picked on me. I uh, love it. Boston Jane, AKA. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, next up, we have a Sith load of Lego. He says, my parents would be Shmi and Watto, and I'd end up being some messed up motherfucker on Tatooine all my life, running the streets, 
Can't quite comment on how I look, though. Shmi Wado, kind of a messed up combo. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, as soon as he said that, I, I went right to the thinking of what a Shmi Wado baby would look like. It would be. Dude, honestly, uh, there's a lot of Shmi. I mean, in the five responses that we got, we have two Shmi answers. So the Daily Imperial says, I always thought Qui-Gon and Shmi would be greater, would be great together. And they should have raised Anakin together. So, Holy shit. Like, who knew Shmi would be getting all this love? I don't know. Maybe a lot of, you know, there were a lot of younger people, you know, uh, watching the prequel trilogy coming up through their, their teen I mean, and preteen Shmi, the mother, issues. the mother Mary of Star Wars. I mean, look, yeah. look at all you dirty, dirty people. They're, they're, they're trying to. But I, I, I mean, the, the Daily Imperial's got a point. And yeah. so did a Sith load of Lego. I'm, I'm still trying to think of a, a human Toydarian and what the fuck that would I look mean, they, like. It did kind of look like there was some, I don't want to say sexual tension between Qui-Gon and Shmi, but there was definitely a... Oh, they, he he could have banged her. Like, oh, yeah, he definitely I, could have. Definitely I mean, yeah, think about it. It's not like she got any to, to, to birth Anakin. I mean, just fucking showed up in her womb. So. Yeah, she's like, oh, man, really? This is I mean, she <laughs> poor thing's been a slave. So, you know, she probably wasn't getting much action. And this long haired, lovely gentleman shows up to talk the big game and had some force power. You never know. You never yeah. know. I mean, they, they did talk at night. I mean, there, there, there were scenes we did not see. That's true. Uh, but so I'm they, thinking they, back to a Shmi Wado creation. I, I would want the head to be humanoid. <laughs> and then yeah. it to like fly on a little But, d- but then, yeah, pretty much everything else is Toydarian. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That would be the, an abomination. Oh, yeah, there you go. Nico, Nico said like a pink gonzo from the Muppets. So Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's be all fucking crazy looking. Oh, uh, Qui-Gon and Shmi, I think they could have made some very strong looking children. There's no doubt about that. I agree. I, yeah, agree. I mean, Liam Neeson's a man. It's true. So, oh. uh, next up, the Darth dad says he would be an orphan raised by the Empire. Oh, there you go. So he wants to be either a, a bucket head or, or like an Admiral Piet. Yeah. He rise, wants to rise in the ranks in the Navy. Yeah. He wants to get all the way up there, make it all the way through. So yeah, I like that one. An orphan, right. not even, it doesn't even matter who his parents are. He just wants the right. Imperial he, he wants, family. He literally wants to get abducted by the Imperials yeah. and, and essentially programmed. Not often do you see that. And then our last response this week is from action figure noob are always, you know, always Yeah, at this point, it, I mean, if, if he, hideous, if they, if they stop responding, that's why I'm, I'm a little concerned about tones because he's another one that's usually here and is usually on top of this. I know he's going through some real life shit, so I hope he's all right. Uh, but if it gets to the point where where noob and hideous aren't responding, the, the segment's over. We have uh, lost the. Yeah, the I, crown. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill the fucking segment. So, all right, action figure noob says I'd like to pick two people that seemed to be stable, like Obi Wan and Padme. Yeah. If Anakin didn't exist, I think they'd lead they'd lead pretty boring, straightforward lives. If they hooked up and I was their kid. I'd like to think I'll be living my best life on the high ground in Coruscant. <laughs> yeah, he's right. I mean, because, I mean, Padme was essentially royalty. I mean, she is royalty. Yeah. Uh, political and actual royal. And uh, Yeah, real royalty. And, and Obi-Wan, you know, until he got a little crazy as a hermit living out there in the Dune Sea, was usually on the up and up and was telling you the truth. Pretty stable in terms of Jedi, yeah. Yeah, right. So. I mean, he he definitely would had his head screwed on straight and would really think shit through. I don't know if he was as closed-minded as the other Jedi. He was 
influenced by them. I mean, I'm not going to give him a complete pass because he was also just like, hey, nothing's happening to the Jedi. We're good. We're yep. good. The, the Chancellor, he's fine. No big fucking deal. But I think action figure noobs uh, spot on. Like those were fairly stable people. The only knock against Padme is that she willingly broke Jedi code by uh, succumbing to Anakin's pee pee. Yep. And she uh, would do the same thing for Obi-Wan, apparently. <laughs> and yeah, actually figure noobs mind. Right. So no, I, I think whatever spawn they had would be a, a pretty impressive being in the galaxy. I mean, there, I agree. there's the force potential. Uh, and then there's just a connection to the galactic politics that, that would be uh, if it was a, if it was a boy, a, a big swing and dick. If it was a girl, uh, a power pussy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that would be that would probably be the best combo of the ones. that. Yeah, I, I, and honestly, that combo didn't even come to mind. I mean, me with how fucked up i am i'm not kidding like literally luke and leia came to mind yeah you were like i want to be an incest baby that was right. it like it just <laughs> I was like, like i didn't and, and i wasn't like pre-thinking about that it's just right when we got into the segment i was like you know what i didn't even <laughs> think about what i would pick and that's right where my fucking demented head went yeah that's pretty <laughs> so i i think the obi-wan padme it's very uh very studious pick there so i would like to be the the love child of bastilla and revan Oh, because that's like a you want to talk about a super baby. That's a fucking super baby. Yeah, like, but they're they're they both have the ability to get dark, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I don't, I don't know if that works for your personality now. I mean, you, you definitely have to get a little more pissed off. But I, I think that pairing <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, because if you play that, if you play that right, if you play that game right, then you can I believe you can unlock that actual romantic relationship. Yeah, between I, I'm, yeah I'm pr- I, I know you can at least. It gives you flirting options. Yeah, with, yeah. With Bastilla. They, they get very flirty, but um, I did not get them to because I was playing like when I in my Kotor playthrough, like I played it like I would play it as a like as me. Like a lot of people play that game as I'm all dark, I'm all light, and you just there's no in between. Like I played it, and I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm like gray leaning good which is typically how I see myself as a human being. Right. Like gray leaning good. So I didn't unlock a lot of like the, you have to go all dark, you have to go all light to get these specific things. But I do think that if those two actually did hook up and have a child, it would be what a, what a force that would be, whether for good or for bad or for neutral, who the fuck knows? I think it would be cool. So there's my answer. Um, so that's the end of the question of the week for this time. Like I said, only five responses in total. Plus Matt and I both gave our thoughts on the matter as well. So that leads us into our battle bots, uh, the droid throwdown updates for this week. And these are the last two. These are the two semifinal matchups. So that means our next battle that we get this week is going to be the finals. The ultimate decider of who wins the droid throwdown for the ages. Um, so first up, Matt, we have our uh, HK-47 versus Droidica that's, match. That's pretty pretty good split there, I think. Yeah, so 47% for HK, 53% for Droidica. Um, the votes came out as such, and again, we're seeing pretty low interactions on this droid throwdown as well, so maybe we need to rethink <laughs> our fan segment. 28 I, votes I think for there, H- I think there's a few things happening, Nick. Uh, one... In America, 
we've beat the virus and everyone pretty much is pretending we're back to real life. I, I'm being serious with some smart ass added to it. Like it really is. I mean, it, people are definitely returning. We have, to we have more. NFL Sundays back here. I mean, outside of no fans in the stadiums, that almost feels normal. Yeah. Uh, I, I, my neighborhood, they're having fucking block parties. Like everything's hunky dory. Uh, so I, I, I do think a lot of people, a hopefully are, are back to work. They couldn't work, but B they're just, they're back to doing this, the, 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 the all the, fuckery that, that they could waste their time with before uh covid so yeah no i mean you're right i think that is a large part of what's or happening they're just a bunch of lazy assholes and you better fucking pick it up or we're gonna start taking things away from you <laughs> you know it's not like nick and i need to sit here for two and a half three hours every tuesday yeah, we, we cut out the fan segment we're, we're back to two hours or less yeah two hour long shows like we used to do. so uh the voters here I, like i said i'm only gonna call out the um the loser voters, but I will say that there were there were a lot of notable. <laughs> Maybe that's loser why they don't here. vote. You call them losers. You call them losers. Oh, they're yeah. fucking losers. So losers this week on the HK vote. <laughs> um, you have Sir Dork, which is the biggest loser of them all, apparently. Oh. Uh, Lima Four Photos, who's our good friend in um in our Discord channel. You have Star Wars Black Series 2019, Greggy Bird. You have Darth Hideous himself, Star Wars Tour 73. SWTBS Wildwing, a new hat purchaser nope. right there. Better Baron's luck Black next Series. time. Me, I'm a loser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Republic Forces, Camino and Customs. So a lot of no. I didn't. I didn't vote on this one, but I did see the R2 one, so I dropped my my you stuff dropped over your there. Vote yeah. on there. So those are the loser voters in this one. I really do think that if it came down to it, that HK could win this battle because, I mean, it's an assassin droid versus a you know, a battle droid, a war droid. And I know that, you know, droidicas have shields and such, but I think that given... HK, again, I mean, I, I wouldn't call IG an assassin droid. He's more of a bounty... Uh, bounty hunter. There it yeah. was. He's more of a bounty hunter. Uh, from what I remember about HK outside of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes is he is much more humanoid-like in terms of, of movements, abilities, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, he's kind of like a, a shorter K2SO. Yeah, uh, in a more, way. More, more, more human-like in their mannerisms, their personality, so on and so forth. So you would think, or you would think that would give him an edge over just kind of a, a brainless... Yeah, mass-controlled hive mind droidica right exactly like he has greater than human level intelligence uh hk47 does so in my mind he would be able to like outsmart it and figure out a way to just not just shoot directly into the shield until he's dead like you know i mean that also as as we know like that shield does not it does not stop against physical like melee attack well, yeah that's what uh, like, uh i mean baron's black series he kind of got in the discord last week because he can no longer join the lives but he still listens to the full show because he's a good person yeah there you go and then he'll actually come back in discord and, and ask questions or contribute which again makes him a good person a good fan get on it people it's fun uh, you know if you like doing the the chat during the live chat it's essentially what happens in discord not not as active as the, as the live stream chat is when a show's going, but you know we we get in there, we share some stuff, share some pre order links, talk some Star Wars bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so in my opinion, I think HK 
should have won, but I can see why people would lean towards Droidek right. here I, because it I, is. I, I always forget where I went with that, but he, what he, I was saying is he brought up that fact right there, Nick, and why he picked B2 over Droidica because the B2 could just physically walk into the shield. Yeah, just punch it. <laughs> or just yeah, punch it down and, and blast him. So. Yeah, so... Um, but uh, Droidica moves on, so he will be our first entry into the finals. And then our next one up here was the K2SO versus ah, R2-D2 matchup. Not- and you see the love that the community has for R2-D2. Right. Yeah, because a lot of people were talking shit last week. Like, oh, it's over. K2's got this. No problem. And then knowing them, they, they, they probably voted Didn't vote <laughs> on, on the opposite side. But, I mean, I, I personally definitely went with R2-D2. Uh, and, and I still don't feel... I mean, it's a five seed over one, not a, not a huge upset, but even in like real fake Star Wars life, I, I, I could see this playing out this way. I, I really could see R2 winning a duel against K2SO just because of his, his arsenal of gadgets yeah, and, and his uh, ability to be uh, mobile in a snap of a finger in a way that K2 could not be. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like he's shifty. He can get around the field of battle, whatever it is, whether it be an octagon or an open field, quicker than K2 can. I feel like this is another case where, like, if K2 gets his hands on R2, though, it's over. Of course. You know, or if even if he has a gun, you know, like, so but I, my, I mean, I, 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 there, there's almost R2 almost has a counter for everything. He grabs him, he could either quick flip out the buzzsaw and chop off an arm or electrocute him. Yeah. Uh, which may transfer to R2. I mean, I love how real life we get with this fake stuff. Yeah, I know. It's like if, you, uh, if you're if you a droid and you electrocute another droid while you're in that droid's arms, do you just electrocute yourself too? That's <laughs> what I mean. But I mean, I guess that would get him out of his grasp. And if he could boot up faster than K2, he would still have a chance. I mean, I, I envision R2 just charging, slicking the floor, dropping a smoke screen, bending around the side with his saw out and cutting off his legs. So that, that gets K2 down to his level. Yeah. And then, and then at that point, he just charges at him with his entire center center console of gadgets pops out and he just fucking rams him and then starts blowing, uh, lights his ass on fire. Yeah, no, I mean, I could definitely <laughs> see it going down like that. Like so. R2 is a fucking warrior. He's got a bad attitude sometimes. I don't know. I, I could see it happen. I could totally see it happen. No, yeah, like, I, I don't think this is far-fetched. No, no, I agree. So... The voters for K2, I voted for K2 because, I, like I said, if he just, I don't know, I just feel like that, I think what influenced me is just that last scene in, in Rogue One and, like, he's just so, he's so determined to yeah, win at all costs. He is, and, he is dedicated to whatever cause he yeah. is behind, there's no doubt about it, but so is our little man, like I said, I mean, true, he, yeah. he saved the, the mother of the Skywalker twins, he saved Luke himself multiple times. Yeah, <clears throat> he's a he's a resourceful little astromech. You are, you uh, are speaking right. of, of R2, we actually other people and I said this last week in my Mando breakdown, but there are other people out there like, is it was that R2 and that X-Wing that pulls alongside uh, uh, the Razor Crest and, and someone else? I think it was old architect customs or someone in our, our discord pointed out. Apparently, and this this was an egg that I went way over my head, but apparently back in A New Hope, George decided to wrap Red 5, the X-Wing, Luke's X-Wing, one of the S-foils, like one of the actual guns, almost do a barber pole stripe on it of light blue. 
Okay. So you could always tell that was Red 5 during the dogfights. And apparently that blue striping was on the other X-Wing in that shot from the Mandalorian trailer. Oh, shit. So. And if you watch my video, what I do say is like, that looks a hell of a lot like R2, but I'm not sure if it's Red 5. So I'm in the fucking know. I kind of know my shit sometimes. This is just me again. This is the Star Wars narcissism coming out to remind people. Check out some of my dumb videos sometimes. I may be hitting on what these sites hit on days after. Let's do it! Let's, it could be, yeah. Definitely a good call out. Oh, I, so, like, I like Ray in the chat. <laughs> He's saying R2's basically going to do a like a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat joystick combination, like a, <laughs> a down, diagonal, forward, back roll, square, square, circle, circle, R1, R2 move. Yeah, yeah, I can I see like that. It. I like I, it. So the final matchup is going to be Droidica versus R2-D2 that will launch before the next podcast. The Our squat bots K2 battle voters. the short guys. Yeah, yeah. Two rolly bots coming at each other. Uh, the K2 <laughs> voters were... Me, Tong Wars, uh, Super Scoundrel, Devin, uh, Liam. Then we had True Perry. You had Scissor Me Xerxes, Baron's Black Series, Klondike Studios, Scion, Star Wars Toy 73, Liam, uh, or Lima 4, and Nico Tronus. So a lot of, again, notable. Sorry, votes. you lose. Yeah, you guys are all losers along with me. So that is the end of the fan segment for this week but that will bring us into our top five star that, wars fan arts feature of the week that is right, right. yeah here nick, nick got it going for us i just got to get the screen back up and running so we can see what the hell we're talking about bada bing bada boom just like that it's almost like i know what computers can do computers are very powerful all machines. right so like as nick said if you are new to this which i i doubt there are many new listeners uh we, we've pretty much settled into our our monthly cadence at this point, we're doing about a little over 2,000, about 500 uh, an episode. We, we'd like that double, tripled, quadrupled, septupled, tentupled, if that's even a word, it's not. <laughs> but this time next year, if we're still talking about 2,000 people, uh, I think Matt's going to talk about retiring finally. <laughs> uh, but anyways, th- this, this part of the fan segment, really all the fan segment stuff, the best way to get involved is to follow us and monitor us weekly on Instagram at Star Wars Time Show. Uh, that's where the fan question stuff goes up. That's where the battle polls go up. That is our main uh, social media platform. Uh, yeah, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We don't really fuck with any of those uh, because they suck and they are literally destroying the world, but also because we have no following over there. <laughs> uh, we, we really have uh, zero following anywhere outside of IG, and even that's kind of a, a small following uh, for what we do and how much content we've put out. But it is what it is. If you want to get involved, that is the place to go to. Uh, if you want to be in this segment where you get honored, you get praised, and you reach Star Wars Time Show immortality, then this is where you actually have to tag us and use our, our hashtag Star Wars Time Show on Instagram in your Star Wars art, be it toy photography, real ass paint, uh, dioramas, cosplay, don't fucking matter. We love Star Wars. Tag us. We'll look at it. Uh, if we find it overly interesting, it'll be featured on our account. 
And then a week after that, if it's super interesting looking and my man over here picks it, you will make the show in this top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. And this week it is a plus one. So I'll have a little a little shot to share that I found to be quite uh, impressive. Yes. So, Nick, indeed. without further ado, let's get to it. Who is the first artists to be praised in this week's edition of the top five the first up this week is none other than Ah, super scoundrel himself our good buddy Devin, and he hit us with an absolutely beautiful portrayal of ahsoka tano yes with his signature art style i mean that's what really you know anything super super scoundrel does has his flair to it his his you know particular style to it and that Vector style man. with Ahsoka really just fucking kills the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is another one where it's like, I, I think I beg every time he's on the show, can we please, please, please get that high-end looking, you know, almost two-foot-tall coffee table super scoundrel art book stat. Like, come on. I, I mean, Nick, I don't know if you saw his other... Uh, interpretations of Miss Tano, like the red tinted. Uh, let, let's let's well. just you know let let's take a trip out there and check out. Click, Super click over to his account for a second. I mean, he's got look. People are making him patches. Like, let me read this. It made some badass, but yeah, like like people make stuff for him. You know what they do for us, Nick? They tell <laughs> us we suck. We take too long. We talk too much. We should do this. We should do that. that that's just who we attract. Which <laughs> it makes sense because you know I'm on the show. Yeah, this patch that was, I mean, his Maul DeLorean image was just next level. I believe this made the top five as well at, yeah. at the time when it was put out. But like, that patch is ridiculous. That patch is sick, it's man. Fucking it's nasty. so good. But, so, anyways, what we were talking about is Ahsoka. So, he actually led with this one. If you're on the live stream, I got it pulled up now. Uh, if you're listening on the audio version or the audio only version on your podcasting platform, I'd suggest hitting up super scoundrel on instagram but he's super underscore scoundrel right he he started with sisoka yes which is like a a um, almost like a zabrik like a red like a mall style uh, ahsoka and then he took out one with he just took all the color at it and that's her gray jedi her i am no jedi stance and then obviously the one Nick ran with here, the the super vibrant standard. Uh, I would say this is her Siege of Mandalore look. Yeah, this almost uh, is act. This is almost a a recreation of the box art for Force Unleashed because you can remember that like uh, Star Killer had two. He had his arms crossed with two yeah, blue like the, sabers the, lit on the, the side. The of sabers his. frame the face and kind of add to its lighting. So. Yeah, I mean, Super Scoundrel, hands down, one of our, our, our most favorite real-ass painters. I guess we'd call him a real-ass vectorer. Yeah, digital uh, painter. Because he, he is the, the vector art master, but uh, beautiful stuff. Uh, sadly, I think most of our fans like the toy photography, so a lot of times the Star Wars fan art doesn't quite get the reaction that it should. Yeah. Uh, but I can assure you, any, any art I share here is, is primo primo yeah. star wars fan art so top tier top at, tier at super underscore scoundrel hit him up great guy big star wars fan uh not an asshole yes not an asshole How, how's that for stretch. how's that for a recommendation all right <laughs> so uh at super underscore scoundrel absolutely beautiful work next up we have one of our favorites he over is the here. fire starter 
He, yeah, he is the fire starter. We have at Sir Dork 730 on the top five here with exactly what you <laughs> yeah. called out, just a fiery representation um, of both of the, well, two of the coolest stormtroopers or first order troopers you could look at. You have Captain Phasma and then Commander Pyre flanking her to her left. And you can see just surrounded by craziness, just fire everywhere all around right. them. This reminds me of the end of TLJ when they're on that Super Star Destroyer that's going down. There's just fire everywhere. Yeah, it's a shit show. Yeah, I mean, this this could almost be like a scene from that, except I think at that point, Commander Pyre was already dead. Oh, yeah, he's but, toast. Um, but yeah, no, man, I mean, this I mean, is nice. This figures. is, this is like you said, this is vintage Sir Dork. I mean, uh, anytime I think of Jared now, and I don't know, some of you may be even too young to remember this, but I, I think this comes from the Crow movie. But in the Crow movie, it was it's in Detroit, I believe, or whatever. But mm-hmm. a lot of the bad people there, they they like burning shit. And I believe one of them, there's a chant early on where they're just like, "Fire it up, fire it up, fire it up." I mean, that's all I hear in my head anytime I come across a a Sir Dork shot, in particular this one, because of the use of of flames. But in this case, it's not technically just flames. What he did here, because I do. Uh, check out Sir Dork outside of just his finished shot. I mean, Jared's one of the best out there for showing you BTS, giving you ideas, and just kind of letting you know how he creates some of this stuff. Uh, and this shot, honestly, it's just a it's a long exposure. So this is one of those deals where you click shutter. The shutter literally will remain open, taking a picture for sometimes 30 seconds to a minute. Uh, if not longer. So while that shutter's open, Jared's sitting there like a madman with fucking sparklers and shit, waving them all through the image. And because the shutter is being snapped so slowly, it's 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 capturing all that. It's basically a light light painting job. Yep. Uh, so it's very interesting how he uh, creates stuff like this. But yeah, I mean, this is 100% Sir Dork. Um, and maybe I've missed it, but I, I doubt he's done it, but he actually had to move on to a new camera because of the way he shoots. Oh, wow. And I told him when, when, when I learned that, I was like, dude, you've got to fucking blow up your initial camera. The one that, <laughs> that made you famous, the one that took you viral. Like you've got to sir dork it. I mean, I'm talking like fucking nuke the thing on yeah. camera, blow it the fuck up, uh, melt it with the blowtorch, <laughs> something. Cause you know, I mean... You know, people on the internet, we love watching stuff get destroyed. I mean, there there was assholes back in the day. I think that real big fat Xbox gamer, Boogie or whatever, he literally became a YouTube celebrity because he smashed his Xbox 360. Oh, I yeah. think I think it was the fact that he was a really, really fat guy. And, you know, people are <laughs> like, look at this fat fuck busting shit up. And he just kind of <laughs> ran with it. Uh, but I was like, come on, Jared, fucking blow this thing up in spectacular fashion for YouTube. Do it in the <laughs> name of views, my son. I mean, he I don't think he's done it yet, but I don't know. Maybe you can convince him. But also, like, wouldn't you want to keep that? It's like, this is what launched my career, my my fame and fortune. Well, I, I, I could definitely see that, but it really comes down to the older you get and the more shit you have collected over the years feeling that way. Yeah, can you afford when, to when, when you look at it again, you know, 10, 20 years later, you, you usually go, why the fuck did I save this? It's taking up room. 
having this camera means nothing now. So who gives a shit? I mean, I used to save a lot of sentimental stuff, but now it's like, who fucking cares? True. You're, you're not going to care. Trust me. We all have to deal with it. I mean, you're not going to care about it 10, 20 years from now, but that's our boy at Sir Dork. Still one of the bigger accounts out there that reps us like a motherfucker. So we love him for that. Uh, we speak your name at Sir Dork 730. There we go. So next up on the top five is, I mean, we're kind of going through our greatest hits with the first three. Um, this one is from at Nose Rain on Instagram. And this is. This is a mashup, but not in the way that you can see it like this. This is a perfect mashup between Star Wars and Dracula, because as we all know, so what we see here is we see Obi-Wan Kenobi with his lightsaber lit. Uh, this is Jedi Padawan Anakin lifting up the top of a coffin and then out of the <laughs> coffin sits up none other than Count Dooku himself with the, dude, Yoda there are off on the side. So, so many deep references in there this are. shot. Like, I, I'm glad you picked up on, like, I, I think you know what Richie was going with here. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Count Dooku is in a coffin because of Christopher Lee. Yes. And Christopher Lee's acting years and horror in particular as Dracula. Dracula. Yep. Uh, and Nick is 100% right. This, this coffin comes from Nosferatu himself. This is the Mezco Nosferatu. Yes, I have to say it that way. <laughs> uh, uh, coffin. So it, it, it's such a deep cut of a toy shot which is odd to say about toy photography but this is it goes well beyond just the excellent shot we see at the surface like the yeah. the intention richie had here at nose rain is 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 way deeper than just getting some jedi and a former jedi together in a room and using a coffin prop yeah it's it's that level of insight into christopher lee's career and <laughs> The Nosferatu, the Dracula reference and everything like that. And even just the, you know, with Anakin and Obi-Wan essentially being vampire hunters, like they were, you know, were Sith hunters uh, in the uh, prequel right, trilogy, right. <laughs> you know, it's the perfect lineup of characters. And you almost have Yoda in the back like Igor, you know, like. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like peering in. So yeah. it just, I mean, that is, that is nose rain though. I mean, the, the, this guy. Uh, he's the one that, you know, he came on the scene, he knew right away that he knew what he was doing. And then you also now understand why he's has such a following. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of the sets he prints, some of the accessories he'll print out, like little fucking shoe boxes and whatnot. Uh, another one that does that, plastic action. I mean, he, he just did a deal with Lady Footlocker because of his toy photography. Wow, that's nuts. And he printed out like little fucking shoes for him, little Nike boxes. It's like, holy shit. Like the, the stuff some of these guys have now, what I would say, they've moved into pro toy photography, you know, kind of like one six shooter where you're actually getting commissioned work uh, from retailers, from companies wanting you to help them with promotions. Uh, and I, I'm, I, I know Nose Rain, he could, he could do all that stuff, but it's just like the... The imagination these people have to even cook up a concept like this, I've said it a thousand times. It's probably getting annoying to those of you that listen every week. I don't even know if it's a knock on me at this point. I just, it, it, it ain't there and it's never going to be there and it's okay. I just, I don't even, I would never sit here. I could have as much free time as possible. I would never sit here and be like, you know what? I just thought about a brilliant idea. I'm going to use Dooku 
<laughs> as a vampire because of Christopher Lee. Yeah, that works. Okay. But then I'm going to have Jedi kind of be the vampire hunter. Oh, yeah. oh and that Nosferatu accessory. That's going to work. Here we go. <laughs> Bing, bada, boom. We have a very, I'd call this an intelligent, this is an yeah. intelligent toy photography, toy photography shot. Photography. Yeah, no, I yes. agree. Like the level of intelligence with this shot is very just clear nuanced to hell and back i mean just yeah. just beautiful stuff hopefully you listen richie i know you, you you saw we tagged you and i did ask you kindly if to remember to use the tag because honestly we don't I, I on our star wars account we don't see richie stuff at all anymore i mean it's That's just been so buried by the algorithm so the uh, IG algo has destroyed us again right so it is i mean it is beyond my narcissism i just a lot of times we can't see your star wars work and that goes out to all of you so please outside of feeding my narcissism just do it so we can see some of your shots because if, if you're not doing it regularly and i'm not liking your shots every day guess what ig is gonna go hey just because star wars time show is following nose rain well they're not interacting with anything so that's basically means they're not following them see that's ya true Yep, it's fucked up, but that's how IG works. That's how it works these days, people. So uh, any of us that put the, like, please like, comment, like, it, it is to encourage, like, even if you just do a, a like or a heart or a share, IG sees that as, okay, humans are valuing this post, which means the algo should maybe let it grow a bit. There yeah. is There is some worth to it. Otherwise, it's a piece of shit. You suck. Go to hell. Yep. So... Add nose rain. Perfect shot here. I mean, literally like a perfect toy photography shot here. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful work. Yep. Next up, we have another representation Ooh. of our girl, Ahsoka Tano, from at A. Dominguez Lavin. And this one is a, is an, it's a toy photography shot, so it's not uh, vector art and digital painting like we see from Devin earlier in the top five. Um, but... What really stands out to me here is just like the beautiful work done with the uh, the post on the lightsaber effects towards the bottom of the hilt. And then also the lighting on her face, more specifically, it almost looks like he went in and intentionally lit yeah, her tattoos I, 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 more. I'm, I'm going to guess, Nick, that he probably went in and, and dodged that. That's a term. If you dodge something, you you lighten it up. Uh, apparently it, it all relates back to actual real photography. You had burning and dodging. So burning made stuff darker, dodging lightens it up. Uh, so I'm assuming he just went in there and kind of wiped around the, the whites of her eyes and, and some of her, her, her face paint there. Yeah. Is that paint or is that, that's actually, I think it's tattoos part of them or are they tattoos? I guess we never yeah, know. I, th I think it's tattoos, but it also may be like like birth markings um, yeah because i know shakti i mean they all have kind of different looking ones but yeah. I, i'm with you and i think that's what makes the the shot really pop is is just it, it's almost making the white too white but it works because of how the rest of the shot is kind of crafted and it really your eyes just go right to her eyes her face mm -hmm. the framing is great uh, honestly, we had two fantastic Ahsoka portraits last week. I think the other one was from the Coral Pulse. Uh, and yeah, then I mean, this I one, tried, I almost put that one in there too, but I'm like, I want to have, it's just going to be all Ahsoka. Like, right, I, it's like, I, I think they were back to back. I think Coral Pulse, I featured him one day. This one was the next day. Uh, both beautiful shots, but yeah, this one here by A. Domingo of is blah, blah, blah. Uh, just, just high quality stuff. And it, it is A D O M I N G U E Z L A V I N. Yep. 
A. Dominguez Lavin, as Nick said. <laughs> Dominguez Lavin, yeah. Alfonso Dominguez Lavin, is, that's his name. Yeah, but I mean, I, I believe we, we've talked about him before. He does some Lego stuff, too. It looks like getting into uh, Black Series now, but just, just yeah. quality portrait. Love it. Very, very good stuff. So the final of our top five, before we get to the Matt Top 1, is from Operators of the Republic. A, he is a, a fantastic account to follow, and he... Yeah shoots what his name suggests he shoots he shoots uh clones in particular and this this one here blitz our commander is it almost looks like a product shot like it's so well done that right. that the fucking makers of this i don't know if this is a hot toys or, or what it is they should take this shot and use it in their marketing like this yeah, is so some beautiful I, here work. here's my stab on operators of republic i believe he he customizes one six scale I'm pretty sure all these are one six scale that he customizes. I don't know how many he owns at this point. I don't even know if he's just going in and doing it in Photoshop. Either way, uh, all of his little clone creations or the characters he's created are are fantastic. As Nick said, I mean he he is very good at doing the 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 action portrait. Uh, he also does some pretty sweet lineup shots too, you know, like Dude, squad like, shots. Yeah, I was I was about to say I'm on his his account now, and if you scroll yeah, I'll, I'll down head a out there bit, on the live stream myself. Rancor Battalion, he has a, a squad shot here, and they look fucking incredible, man. Like this this shot here, where, where you see four of his customized clone yeah, troopers. Yeah, I got I got to pull it up now. That's that's Dude. what I mean. I mean, look at that shit. I mean, this guy is an absolute monster when it comes to these, you know, like he does incredible post-processing effects on the shots. And he obviously he does a awesome customization work as well. Um, I mean, just just really beautiful stuff here all around. And and like I said, if if you are a marketer and you're, you know, or if you're a, you know, a, a toy maker, like hot toys or something like that, having like a line, a squad lineup shot like this to market your material would be fucking awesome. I, I mean, and he's not bullshitting because we all, at least those of you that are, that are hardcore SWTSs, you know, Nick doesn't give two flying fucks about the toys and collecting the shit like, like myself and a lot of you do. So the fact that Nick is sitting here popping wood and talking like he'd go out and buy these figures just goes to show you, you know, the, the, the quality of, of shot operators puts out with these cust cust it's still crazy to say custom one six scale figures yeah because i mean he's essentially taking up 200 plus dollar figures and and marking them up painting them breaking them chipping them you never know i mean doing his own thing like fuck whatever came in the box like my idea i just i I know he i know he at least pays attention because anytime we feature he's always very uh gracious about it i I don't know if he'll listen hopefully he does uh, but I, I want to know, like, how many do you own operators? Yeah. I, my guess at this point, you've got close to 50 one six scale clone trooper figures. It's crazy, man. Is that it's, it's... is that correct? Or do you do you repaint some? I don't know. Hopefully you're listening. Hopefully you'll, you'll reply back. Uh, if he does, I'll, I'll fill people in in our discord in between a week. And if I remember, I'll talk to about it next week. But yeah, I mean, uh. A fun account for the one six scale, and definitely if you like seeing unique one six scale, because I mean he he's he's got the balls to fuck with those things, and 
I've lit off some fireworks by my one six scale and, and that gets me antsy because obviously <laughs> you could fucking burn the shit out of it. But yeah, fundamentally painting, chipping, taking armor pieces. That's like, oh boy. Yeah, that, ma- that makes me feel a little itchy, but um, he does it and he does it well. Yeah, great, great account either way. All right. So that takes us to your top one of the week, Matt. So tell us who you got and what we got. Oh, we just had old architect customs join. I'm oh, giving yes. him a shout out, Nick, because he's the one that bought the first hoodie. There we go. Yes, Thank you. and he did a great old story architect. on Instagram. OAC's been a he's been a good friend to us lately, and now that he's kind of caught the SWTS funk, he he's definitely keyed in and, and a a loyal foot soldier, if you will. So. There we go. Thank you so much. For well, these welcome to the sorry. welcome to the stream. It might be at the end, but you can always rewatch the two hours and forty minutes of nonsense that we just blew out of our orifices before you showed up. So, uh, all right, getting on to my my top one. Yes, it is a top one. We don't call it an honorable mention. We rotate through things. I still have not paid off on my promise to start soliciting submissions from the community. <laughs> this is now two weeks straight. We're on the show. I've, I've committed to getting the graphic out to start soliciting shots f- from those of you who want me to break them down with a little more uh, honesty than just all glowing praise like we do in the top five. Uh, maybe I'll do that in between now and next week's show. You never know. Uh, but this is a, a Matt top one week. Uh, so I went with a a shot from a, an account that is at least new to us, but uh, just a a fantastic creation here from at Zane Reese Props mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, and it's just it, it's a top down shot of the march of the five hundred one to the Jedi Temple. Yep, and I I do believe it it's figure based. I, I think he has some digital action going in there, maybe even some CG additions to uh, kind of make the paint a little more vibrant. Uh, but really, what sells it here? First off, the perspective is just super unique. I mean, it, it's like a drone shot of Anakin's march I mean, up it, the steps. It mirrors the movie scene too, because you almost get this exact angle at one point when they're looking down on them, kind of going to the temple. Right. So, yeah. But the 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 great little touch here that that really kind of sells the shot. And if you look, Nick, I mean, this thing did over a thousand just on our account. I mean, we we haven't had features get many you- likes for a few months, so. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Zane shot on our account did over a thousand. That that goes to show you that IG loved this because yeah. of its unique look and feel. Uh, but what I'm talking about, he he's got the actual Vader silhouette mm-hmm. behind be- Anakin. I mean, beautiful. Yeah. Um, so it's just it, it's just a, a a badass concept to come up with, and then the way Zane executed it. Uh, it's, it's, it's perfectly. I, I mean, if you want to be a dickhead, you could be like, well, Anakin was wearing his robe at this point in time. Uh, but it's not even worth talking about. I, I mean, no, the, yeah. this shot's fucking money. I, I, I love it. I, 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 to me, it is. It's the perspective is, is probably my favorite because someone that does toy photography, a lot of times we, we kind of get locked into our, our zone, our thing, if you will. I mean, my, my thing's portraits, usually lining up the, the figure uh, to favor one side or the other, trying to hit my rule of three, and there you go. I just told you my crazy tips. There you go. For my yeah, shitty shots. <laughs> uh, but you, you, just, you just never know. And like, so a lot of times my shots are always going to be front on, hopefully tilted up a little bit, because typically when you're shooting toys or smaller subjects, 
you want the camera to be looking up at them. It gives them a little bit more scale and size, makes them feel a little more real. So when I see toy shots that kind of break away from that mentality, they, they always stand out. And I just, I don't know, I just, I love this top-down look. I like the polish on, on the clones and obviously the, the, the nice little touch there with Vader's shadow trailing the body of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible execution and thought process here with this shot and uh definitely give this guy a follow i mean it's a i don't know it has to be right either brand new or just got into the hobby because we're talking 167 followers only 77 posts Uh, this shot on zane's account 117 likes versus the thousand we got on ours so i'm hoping as uh uh, was that fuck (laughs) Our buddy in, in Discord, Lima. Lima, Lima 4. Lima yes. 4. I mean, he's actually pointed out, like, because he's an SEO master, so he understands. He's like, listen, anytime you guys feature me, I can actually see I start to get more traction on IG because of Star Wars Time Show. Well, there you go. Uh, Hopefully so, that's true for everybody. Yeah, I, well. I, I hope we've at least passed a few follows to Zane Reese props on IG. If you're just hearing about now or seeing the shot now, go go follow this dude at Z-A-N-E-R-E-E-S-E-P-R-O-P-S. Yep. He's definitely getting a hang of the crap. You can see that yeah. even over his last few shots, he's starting to get a feel for like uh, his... Don't worry. The, the next one you're seeing there, Nick, that is already in the to be featured folder, which is now over 200 shots because you motherfuckers keep getting better and better <laughs> at this hobby. So yeah, yeah. I uh, like his, I, I like his style. I like, you know, the way that what, what he's just, I don't know if it's just like, he's just figured it out, but like this, filtering or like this this kind of painting he does on on the troopers that give them this this really unique look i, I like that a lot so yeah I'm, I'm digging it digging this account i'm expecting uh big things out of it and as we like to say we will be watching his career with great interest yeah yeah and that's what that's what we're here for hopefully on the star wars time show when we guys when we feature you guys or you girls or anything like that when we feature anybody on our account we hope to get a little bit of a bump for y'all on your right. personal accounts. I mean, and stuff let's like. be that's real. That's our aim with this with this segment here. Yeah, that's what we say in public. But in reality, we do this because we knew it would generate an audience for us. It was kind of cheating, but we actually do love it too. <laughs> yeah. And we do love and enjoy other Star Wars fans that aren't dickheads or doomcocks. Uh, and like I'm hoping you all do for us, we want to help you as well. Uh, so if we can get you some traction on IG and fight the dirty algo, then get in on the fun at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram, hashtag Star Wars Time Show. I think our hashtag, Nick, we're approaching like 40,000 uses. There we I, go. I would say 30,000 of them are from me and doing <laughs> all the fucking features every morning, but it, it, it's growing and we do grow. I bitch about, like I said, I am, I'm just, I'm, I'm never going to be satisfied. Uh, it's just going to happen one day. I can't really tell you a number, uh, but there will be a time. I hope that I'm just like, finally I can shut the fuck up. I can quit being a little whiny baby, but that day is not now. It is now time to do the dance and to hopefully sell our souls for the star Wars time show to get 
more of an audience. We want thousands of views on our live streams. We want thousands of downloads and listens on our podcasts. We want Spotify to give us $90 million to come over there and do our stupid ass show. But that can't happen unless we get more loyal followers. So those of you that have drank the Kool-Aid, if you're a, 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 a christened Fandalorian, if you're an asshole, we do love you and we do speak your name, but you need to start going out there and, and motivating other people to become like you. Maybe not as, as big a dickhead as like a lot of you, but to have the passion for the Star Wars time show. We see it. We speak your names that do it. We need more though. Take that 30 ratings on iTunes and at least get me to 50. Take the, 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 the lousy 540 subs on YouTube and get us to 1,000. Take the 2,000 downloads a month across our podcasting platforms and take us to five. You don't owe us much. We don't ask for much. We just ask for your fealty, your loyalty, and you to go out and brainwash and gaslight other dummies into listening to us, okay? It's not much. You're almost going to force me to put the fucking Patreon shit up here, okay? It's getting there. Because I'm starting to think now, if we charge people, they'll think we're, we're more important than we are. That seems to be the trick. I don't get it. I never got people charging Patreons when they don't have a fucking following. It makes no sense to me. But that seems to be what everyone does. Hell, might as well start a GoFundMe and say Nick's sick. We'll get some attention that way. America's healthcare system. Go fund us. We need the Star Wars Time Show healthcare system. Go fund the Star Wars Time Show. All right, I'm just kidding, people. We, we just want you to come in and have some fun. You can do that by going to StarWarsTime.net. That's where we have all the links you need to know if you are new to this shit show. Up there at the top, subscribe to podcasts. That's going to have all your platforms for you, at least the ones that matter. If, it's, if we're not on your platform, your platform's stupid, okay? That's all I can say at this point in time. Although I do think now Amazon is allowing it, so I'll probably have to fucking figure that shit out. Uh, but you can also get in with our YouTube channel right down there. Just scroll down the site a little bit. See that? If you're on the live stream, look at that. Subscribe. If you click on it, it will subscribe for you. You don't even have to hit another button. And we need those. Pump it up. If you are on YouTube and you are watching the dumb videos, like them. Leave a comment. Remember, we have to tell the social media overlords that we are important. The only way to do that is by interacting with the stupid content we put out. Capiche? You got it? Thank you. And you may ask yourself, well, why would I want to do that? Well, we know here. Nick knows it. The fando knows it. There's always time for Star Wars time, first and foremost. If you're a Star Wars fan worth your salt, there is always time for Star Wars time. And also... If you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you. Always. <laughs>